1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: It's
3: Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network.
4: tough studio. Boomer and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan. Simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Wednesday morning. I have to tell you, I was watching Knicks Nets last night with a perma smile. Even when they were down, because I had no fear they were going to come back in that fourth quarter. I wasn't worried about it. They're the better team. They got the better players. They're better coached. It was a home game in Brooklyn for the New York Knicks. The fans were into it. And then watching them complete that comeback that I knew would happen when they were down nine going into the fourth quarter. I just went upstairs with that perma smile on, fell asleep, and I said, man, we got a team here. I knew we had a team. But I still, even though the Nets suck and are worthless and nobody cares about them, I still love like, grabbing that pile of dirt and rubbing it in their face and walking away as they cry
5: in the sandbox. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Good. You know, they are uh, quickly becoming irrelevant The Nets. I mean, they have been. Even when they had the big three here, they, the only reason they were relevant wasn't because of anything they were doing on the, on the basketball court. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, yeah it was... Uh, it was interesting, you know. There was a big disparity in free throws here. You know, I think the I think the uh, the Knicks were like eighteen of nineteen, and I want to say the Nets only had four three th- free throws or only made four four or five or something like that. Yeah, I mean there was a real disparity in that area. But even with that, it was like the Nets couldn't hit a shot the last three minutes of the game. That's right. And that's you know that's basketball. That's that's the NBA. Who's making a shot and who's not making a shot, and it's. It's pretty much that simple, and I will say, as a Nick fan, uh, I could go on record. I'm you got to wait until the end of the season to see what this record looks like. But This could be their best team in 25 years. It could be,
4: yeah. And and to be that, you know, you're they're going to have to. And obviously, 1999
5: was when they went to the finals. So you'd have to at least. At At least that, well, gets- I would say 2,000 from, from from 2,000. Forget 99, let's talk about 2,000 okay. on.
4: 2,000 on, yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to win a playoff series, which they did last year. And I think this team, because they made it to the second round, it was a competitive second round against Miami – you got to at least get to the conference final the way the team is constructed now. And who knows? Maybe trade deadline, the roster's even better and the expectations are higher. I mean, you see teams panicking in the Eastern Conference like the Milwaukee Bucks who fire their coach at 30 and 13 because they feel like they're not going to be able to get to the finals as presently constructed with him as the coach. That, I mean, that, it's crazy.
5: That is strange.
4: Well, I mean, in I, reading into it, it's, it's not as – like, it's strange at face value – but basically they, they had hired that coach prior to getting Damian Lillard. And if if this is what Woj was saying too, which makes it makes a ton of sense. That if If Damian Lillard got there and the head coaching job was open at that point, they probably would have had a different coach. There's like no way that Lillard and Giannis together, they would have gone uh, in that direction. So now they're like, we need a veteran coach. We need somebody who's going to hold them accountable defensively because they've been terrible defensively. And if we can't play defense in big moments,
5: we're not going to win a championship. So... (laughs) Pull the plug. That is That is unbelievable. I mean, like I, I thought there were going to be some other issues or something. And then when you read into it and you understand that this guy was in over his head. Yeah, yeah, basically. I, basically, I mean, even though he's been a, an NBA lifer, it feels like. He's been in the NBA for like 18 years or 16 or 18 years. He just
4: he was a guy who couldn't be a head coach. And it looks like they're going to go with Doc Rivers and he he had lost the locker room. Apparently, the craziest part about this Buck situation is they hired Patrick Waugh to replace him, which is <laughs> even crazy. No, 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 the um, no. Doc Rivers is probably going to go there, and Doc Rivers, of course, had his his failures and disappointments in the postseason with the Philadelphia seventy six ers, and they're going in that route. We know that he won with the Boston Celtics, but it felt like they needed a a veteran head coach. But you know, the Eastern Conference still has great players, it has great
5: teams, but. I mean, the Knicks are just so solid. About what the Heat just did, though. The Heat just made a trade. Yes. And, I, you know, the, everybody's wondering whether or not the Knicks are going to go after Kyle Lowry and everything else. That's, I don't necessarily know that's what they need. I mean, I, we all kind of know what they need. Uh, and right now they're playing kind of minus a center, really. I mean, something of, So even though the guys uh, Achua and um, Sims played last night, I mean, that ain't going to get it done. No, and that's why I think the
4: news that Mitchell Robinson is probably going to come back towards the end of the season now and not being out for the year and out for the playoffs uh, is huge because a healthy Mitchell Robinson gives you that guy that you feel like can, you know, obviously, the, how many games did they lose down the stretch? You know, they're on a four-game winning streak now, though, where they couldn't get a rebound. That changes. The defensive... Big man in your face, you know. To, to, and it's tough to slow down guys like Joel Embiid, but still, when Mitchell Robinson is out there, you have a better shot. So, I think that is going to be a huge key, as we know. And and I don't think that you're going to get that next superstar at the trade deadline, but they'll they'll do something else. And you got to trust the front office, and Leon Rose right now for doing the right thing. I mean, hell, they brought in Josh Hart last year. That was a huge deal for them, propelled them. This year, OG Ananobi, huge deal, propelled them. So whatever they end up doing
5: at the trade deadline now, I trust them. Yeah, you can't argue with it. Yeah. I mean, and they're not going to get a superstar. There's, there's, there's Not no at way. the trade I mean, deadline. Maybe I mean, in the basically, what this team is, this team is a hard-working defense. They do share the ball. Let's, let's, let's face it. And uh, as I watch what goes on in Toronto compared to what happened here with the Knicks since the trade, I mean, it actually has turned out to be a no-brainer. Oh, yeah, I mean, literally a no-brainer. I mean, it's like, okay, we we let guys go that we like, but now all of a sudden the team dynamic changes, the game changes on the floor. And if, if Jalen Brunson, I mean, Jalen Brunson is the engine. He's the guy that makes it all go. And I think that Julius Randle has obviously deferred a lot to him over the last year and a half, which is good, which is exactly what we were hoping for, Yeah, because we don't want to see Julius just dribbling the ball and taking bad shots, and his bad shot selection has been minimized because he doesn't have the ball as much. Yeah,
4: and I know that he has been a dominant force offensively in the past for the Knicks, and that year when they first went to the playoffs, it was all him and all NBA and MVP chance and all of that, but... This version of Julius Randle is the best basketball that he's ever played. And it's all because of Jalen Brunson, because the pressure is off him. And it took you know a, a year and a half for him to really settle into that role because it wasn't completely like that last year. But now he's figured it out. And I think that he probably prefers this, too, because he didn't seem like he could handle all of it on his shoulders when he was the guy, when he was the main guy. And then those bad games would pile up and he would grind against the fan base and it would just be a problem. And now he's like... And Not that he's a role player; he's a great player, but his role is different, and the pressure is off him a little bit, and he has thrived. And and Jalen Brunson is pulling, putting him in the perfect places to succeed. And and now they're just they're they're attached at the hip, and it's it's great to see. And it I, also,
5: it also is I I see it looks like a thinner Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, and especially the way he was running the court uh, at the end of the game yesterday. Yeah, I mean. He only had one like really bad play late in the game where he had the ball stolen away from him. But other than that, he's he's I gotta give him credit. If you if we're gonna if we're gonna kill him like two years ago. Well even at the end of with, last year. With the with the with the screaming at the referees, yeah. with the pouting on the bench, with all the stuff that was going on with the fans, he's come out of it doing large part to I think this group of guys that now are are on the team. And have taken the pressure off him. Mean, he's still their lead guy. Don't don't get wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the ball is always in Brunson's hands, and it should be, especially late in the game. And then he'll find Julius if he needs to. But um, I, I don't know. It's just it's actually a pleasure to to turn it on and watch it and watch defense and watch hustle and watch. You know, th- this is a game that probably two years ago they would have lost.
4: Yes, you know, down nine in the fourth quarter against a bad basketball team. They didn't look right, really, uh, the entire game until they they uh, they sprinted by him in the fourth quarter. I, I would agree with that. And I got a text yesterday after the show from Evan Roberts, who offered me a ticket to this game. He goes, I know it's a long shot, but we have an extra ticket. It's it's me, it's Tiki, it's Lugie, it's Morash. Uh, would
5: you want to go? Oh, I like it. You know, see, I, so I like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, reaching out to you, reaching out to our show, and seeing if you want to go, and yeah, hang out with the guys. I mean, I, that, I thought it was great. That's a that's a very nice thing that Evan did.
4: There. I thought it was great, and and I know you probably won't believe me, but you know, if I didn't have I had a different circumstance at home because uh, Gina is sick and she's just not uh, being able to handle all the situation with the girls and everything they have to do right now, so I had to be home. But I I would have seriously considered putting in the time to get to Brooklyn, stay over and then and then come in from the city because I wanted to see the Nets fans and Sean Mirage, the Nets fan too, and Evan just uh, sit there and, and stew in it. You mean like the four Nets fans mm, that showed up oh for that God. game last
5: night? That that was a, that was a Nick game last night. It was, it was a but, nick home game. But to be
4: around Evan and, and other Nets fans that I know and to see that is just it's the greatest. Cause the, during that time and I understand why they got cocky, but during that time when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving came here, Ugh. they just couldn't wait to take over the city and nobody cares and the Mecca's not the Mecca and we're the number one team and Brooklyn all that. Just oh. shut up. <laughs> shut up, you losers. <laughs> it was terrible. Right, time
5: by time. Right, hold terrible. Right, right, of hold on hold, hold on. hold biggest on. biggest
4: farces in the history of New York sports. Yes, was you're right. I, 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 James I, I, Harden, too. I... <laughs> I, losers. I I, I I close my eyes and I think of this really 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 tall awesome basketball
6: player who's
5: coming. Yeah. All right. In your All face. face. All right. Listen to me. He asked you to go to the game last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that you twisted that thing, and you twisted it, and you kept twisting, and you kept twisting, and then you went for another negative, another negative. You're a bunch of losers. I mean, he did ask you to no, go no. with
4: him. No, you, no. But you're, and, and I understand how that's the way you took it, Evan. As a man, I love, uh, and I appreciate it. And I told him I appreciate you inviting me. And he knew how I was going to be in that situation. You know, he probably knew that I would probably rub it in his face. But he, he likes that. He could take it. Just the net fan as a whole, yes, it, right. See yes! right, right, that, that right yes! there, and the net fan in him. The, yes. You know, it's not; it doesn't define who he is. It's the net fan in him that I despise, and that's why we have this little picture over here, the the pied piper of the loser net fans. Yes, and yes. we have a whole cartoon that was made there, and uh, and he just he he hates the Knicks with such a passion that I I want to give him that same energy back with the hatred of the Nets, which is hard to do because. They're just completely irrelevant once again. I mean, even when they had the superstars here, nobody really cared about them. How many times do you say they're a national story, not a local story? Nobody cared. and nobody cared is right. Now they got like 10,000 people watching the games. Is it even that much, whatever it was? Uh, It's
5: it's bad. It's bad. This is why Sean Marks has got to do it all over again. I mean, he's got to try to get LeBron to come here. Oh, my God. No, I don't (laughs) think so. First final two years. Well, that... (laughs) That was the big joke that Jerry
4: was putting on us about how LeBron and Bronny were going to be here and give it a shot. While well, LeBron's like forty-five years old, uh, but I don't think so. I mean, they we got a team right now, man. We, I don't
5: want to mess that team up, man. No, no I mean no. the San Anobi trade was great. He fits right in. It's just nice to be actually turn on TV and win. It, as <laughs> it opposed is, like the, the basketball team is like surging, the hockey team is like dwindling. You know, it's like. I, at the, the, the beginning of the year, the hockey team got off to a great start, and, it was, and thank, thankfully they did because, you know, right now they are just stuck in mud. But the, the basketball team, all of a sudden, that, that one trade, so, you know, the question is, what is Chris Drew going to do with the Rangers now? What's the one trade? What's the one thing that is, he's going to get here, whether it be Filipino back in the lineup or is there a trade out there to be made to actually unle- unleash and unlock the potential That we saw the first say five five weeks of the season compared to the last seven just like muddling and just uh, uninspired. You know what I what I see now from the Rangers this last little trip was the team that I saw losing to the Devils last year in the playoffs. Mm. You know did they forget that? That was supposed to be the impetus about coming back this year, new coach. We're we're, you know we're so disgusted in our performance back then. I, I think some people forgot about that.
4: Yeah, but I mean, I think that the start they got off to is gives you a a sense of hope yeah, that they get back
5: there. It doesn't start until April anyway. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, all you all just that's got what got to I was through saying through at the thing.
4: time. You know, it's like, "Well, you got to, you know only put, uh, eight more months to figure it out." But you can't
5: lose like to the worst one of the worst teams in a league when you're when you're up two goals in the third period. San Jose last night, yeah, just can't do it. Just can't can't have it happen. Yeah, I mean they were out. They went out on a trip, played four four games. A potential of eight points, they come home with three points against four teams, and I know Vegas is one of the best teams, but who are missing a number of key players and got housed by them, go play a team that was just in an awful state, they lose to them, uh, then they have to come back and beat a, a horrendous Anaheim team, and then they lose in overtime to a crappy San Jose team. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unacceptable.
4: Got to get into the playoffs. Once you get into the playoffs, you got to get your hot goaltender. Oh, boy. And you got to have a good power play.
2: I okay. think we should talk more
5: hockey. Yeah, I what think you so. Do. Maybe we will. And by the way, you know, two more games and then they go on a seven-day hiatus. It's, you know, all-star weekend and everything and get away from everybody and then come back and be ready to rock and roll the second half of the season. So we are in the doldrums of the NHL season and the NBA season, for that matter, in the middle of January. Yeah, but it
4: doesn't feel like doldrums for the Knicks. No, right I know now, it man. doesn't. Beto. No- I, I mean, because they,
5: the, they made a trade, yeah, and and that trade has worked out just like the Josh Hart trade worked out last year. Yeah, and this one even
4: bigger and better than that. I mean, it, it really is. Were they ten and two now? I think since he's been a Nick OG Ananobi, so it it's just it's it's fun. It's great. I don't know where it ends up. I don't think you know this is this is the year that they win a championship. But my lord, I mean, th- how many terrible. Regular seasons, meaningless regular seasons have we gone through, looking at Tankathon, hoping they're one of the three worst records, all of that. I mean, now you've got legitimate, fun, regular season basketball. with a team that plays playoff-like basketball most of the time in the regular season. Now, some people will knock that with Tom Thibodeau because it's like you're using too much energy in the regular season, but they actually play defense in the regular season. So you're not watching a team that's mailing it in and standing around and then turns it on in the playoffs. I mean, they, they play their asses off every night. They
5: play hard for each other, let's say. Like, that's all I've been screaming about since I've ever sat behind this microphone. That's right. Just please play hard. Please play some defense. You know, don't play selfishly, and they're not. And I think a lot of that is a credit to Leon Rose somehow getting Jalen Brunson here. You know, and and uh, that, that to me, we, we haven't had a point guard like that since wall frazier I, I don't care what anybody says i mean this guy is in the middle of his prime and he's playing like it Hi, right, Poomer
6: and geo just getting started on this wednesday morning jerry joins us in just a couple of minutes this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds
4: Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Reco wants to move the Nets. He wants to get Iowa. them out of Brooklyn. He wants to put them
7: in Iowa, I believe is
4: what he I said. Wanna, I
7: want them to go somewhere where people will actually watch them and want to watch them. Appreciate them? Yes. Um, so what about was in Nashville? Nashville. Last night? Nashville that was that would of, be fine. Nashville, Nashville would, would embrace them. Do you think that if they leave
5: Brooklyn, they'll be like, a, uh, uh, like an under... What's the word I'm looking for? Like a... It's the undercurrent of disgust that they should leave the Nets and the history behind. Like you know how they did in Cleveland, they left the Browns yeah, I don't all think the records the same. behind. You know what
7: the best part of this morning is? What? That the worst team in hockey came back and beat the Rangers. <laughs> because <laughs> you have, you're gonna be insufferable. Yeah, you're but already they, starting with yeah, but no, but, Do you think anybody would care? Would they even notice if the Nets left if they ended up in Nashville? So if, obvious, a fair question. Would anybody care
5: about I mean, would you leave the Nets history and the name behind? I don't know why you would do ah, that. The
4: Nashville Nets, little alliteration there. You could do that. I, I like that. would leave that. the name. Sounds good.
7: Yeah. The Nashville Nets. I would leave the name anywhere but here. This is <laughs> this this experiment's over. Wow. What a state of the Nets, Nets I dis- honestly was disgusted. Would you. And I expected it, but not to that degree last night.
4: If they did, and they're not moving to Nashville, we of course know this. not. But if they did, would you still be a Nets fan? Probably, yeah, yeah. You'd hang on with the team? Yeah.
5: Go, Nets go, go. Play. Take a trip to Nashville, see a
7: couple games. Might be yeah. fun. To hang out, a little absolutely. Drinking, a little Broadway, a little country music. What I would want to know is how are the Clippers received out in L.A.? I know they're not the Lakers; they'll never be the Lakers, but it's got to be better than this. Yeah, I yeah, think- they've tried, just like
5: the Nets have tried with stars. But plus, they're building. You know, Ballmer's building his own new building.
7: Right. Well, that's what the Nets did, and it's supposed to be hasn't spectacular. Helped. So I'm sure it will be. And he's got some very creative ideas in terms of only getting Clipper fans in the building. All yeah. oh, that's great. I actually appreciate
5: what the Nets tried to do. I Me could too. appreciate that. You know, get a new building, try to develop a fan base in Brooklyn, a borough with 3 million people in it. That don't care. That are Nick fans. Well, they had their shot and they needed to win a I championship. Ag- I agree with
4: that. Championships And then they would have built their own fan base and it exploded in their face and now this is what you have. I do agree with that. But there would have been a whole generation of Nets fans that would have grown from a championship or multiple championships, which is exactly what they needed to do to get the city's attention. And, of course, it couldn't have gone worse.
5: What do you think is a worse situation? That, the Hornets, I don't know. I guess the Jazz have... The Jazz are good. Not the Jazz. Uh, Oh, when the Jazz. Pelicans.
7: Yeah. I think New Orleans is fine when they win. How's
5: the Hawk fan
7: base? I think they're they're pretty good. They are? When they win. When they're winning. Like most fan bases. You win, you're good. The Nets, when they win, still... This team is just kind of like... And they've got good players. Like, this is not a bad team. They are not a bad team. I don't know. But they don't win. They don't finish games. They're completely irrelevant. I know. I, I'm I heard sorry you. to say I'm that. I, I, I'm I've sorry heard to say you that. for 17 years. I'm well aware. I got you. I've, Go win a championship. I Believe me, I, I want to. I, I've ripped into the Knicks for years as well. I've never hated the Knicks until I met you guys. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to We're listen to the are not the one trying to move the Nets out of town. You're
4: the one who's trying to get rid of them. Yeah, I can't believe that you're trying to get rid of them. Because I'm amazing. disgusted
7: with the lack of the fan base at this point. Yes. Okay. I am. Does it mean that I can't hate the Knicks because of you guys? <laughs>
4: no, you know, it's fine. I get it. I kind of like that.
7: Like, who, I, who I, is... I like I'm going to root for the 76ers in the playoffs. Why? Well, I wow. root for the Celtics over the Nets. Yeah, I won't put an outfit on, but I will <laughs> root for the Sixers if they play the Knicks. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, let's
5: be honest here. Who who's more relevant right now? The Devils or the Nets? The Devils. Of course they are. Why? They win and they got good players.
7: Yes, and they win. Right. But I mean, they and they've think won about a lot. that.
5: Think about that. So we're talking about an NBA team to like. A, I mean, I know a team that's won championships and has history in the Devils, but I mean, the Devils are so much more relevant than the Nets are. I'll give you another one. What about the Red Bulls? Definitely more relevant. Red Bulls over the Nets. Yeah, one hundred percent bigger yeah. fan base. Yeah, they're... more more authentic fan
7: base. A genuine
5: fan base. Yeah,
7: nineteen ninety four and sinking like a stone again. Okay. All right, this is the way you want to go. I got gotcha. you. Okay, now I got to root for the Rangers to lose. I always do that. Oh. So I'm, I mean, that's an things, easy I'm, one I'm, for I'm me. Both you both guys do That you torture not, me with I it. You have tortured me to over when they're playing. You well. have tortured me for years. A show when you guys were away talking Rangers hockey. That's how I feel disrespected. They are in this town. One hundred percent. They are from now on. No more. <laughs> I mean, Jerry, no I'm, don't take it Keep out on me. To the San Jose of the world.
5: I, I know. Believe me, I'm disgusted this morning, too. I, I told you. They could have brought home. They should have brought home eight points, maybe seven points, not three points on this trip against these teams. These teams are terrible. Paul Except Simon once
7: once sang a song, slip sliding away. There's the, the division. Slip sliding away. Right, to Iowa. Into your a, team was off to one of the extinction. hottest starts in the history of the NHL. Yeah. And they're, they're about to drop the division. Well, okay. I don't know about that. Well, mean, we'll everybody see. else
5: is losing two around them. Bl-. And By the go. way, I mean, your team's going to be extinct. They're going the way of the dinosaur. They won't be. They I might know, not be here in about 10 years. They're going to be giving tickets away. Do you really think there's a chance they'd move no. out of Brooklyn? No, I don't. Oh, I was going to say. I do not. 10
4: years.
7: Hey, NBA's got I a big problem not. with that team. They do and they don't. I mean, they, oh, they still do. get fit. No, they don't. They because do. They don't. They do. Because if you look at attendance records, they're not at the bottom of the barrel. I think that's they're, just right they're in the giving middle. giving tickets away. Well, that's paid attendance numbers.
4: I don't uh, think they're to be fair. Nah. I don't think they're giving tickets away. The, the better argument is the the TV numbers, like especially well, TV numbers are dreadful. And then especially if you start going to direct to consumer stuff and putting a price on that, and people like they you lose even more. Right. so Ian's
7: going to be doing the games for his family. Uh, essentially, me, yeah, Billy, Jock, alone, and Evan.
4: Yeah, when when yes and MSG do this direct to consumer thing, I mean, there's Nets me. fans be like, I'm not paying to watch that slop. <laughs> I mean, the fact I got it now is part of my package. You they are going to pay like extra and figure this thing out. For it's that? so bad. I
7: turn on yes. It's like welcome, Mr. <laughs> you know
5: right exactly you know the interesting thing horrible. is is that um oh. you know, for 17 years i've sat here and i and we've argued over these things i just ad nauseum about the relevancy of of different franchises how many times have we said the knicks are going to be irrelevant and that's the worst thing that can happen and leon rose has had a lot of patience and he's rebuilt the brand let's put it that way and maybe that what, what was the band brand builder they hired <laughs>
4: oh my god stout steve stout, stout
5: maybe see he's working his magic but we don't even see him anymore remember that guy
4: yeah he went on with Stephen a smith and started yes. saying a bunch of stuff he said he wanted to be the drake of the knicks yeah and then he so was maybe on. he's
5: working maybe maybe that's part of the success Here's no the part of
4: success
7: now. is they're winning oh
4: yeah and he also went on instagram and i posted a picture of himself wearing bulls Shorts, yes. Chicago Bulls <laughs> shorts,
7: the Knicks brand
4: ambassador. Oh, yeah, and after that, he was <laughs> off of Instagram.
7: Yeah, but I just,
5: I, I kind of feel like if I'm here for, let's say, another
7: 17 years. Okay,
5: another 17 years, the Perfect. Nets will be extinct.
7: They will not be extinct.
5: They will. They will be. They they'll. Will they'll, they'll, be. they'll. be losing money. Well, they got Joe Tsai makes a lot of money, so he needs a, probably a. Who's the last pro
7: franchise that folded? Come on.
8: They move, uh, they don't a tax, fold, or like they a get tax sold. Write-off.
7: Well, I mean, they get moved. They, they get sold, or they move. Folded. Pro franchises don't fold in this. Yeah, day and they age. generally just they just you know they move. Go to Kansas City. Yeah, I mean that's always they a would rumor. Love them too. They probably would. That's what they need. They need to, need to be loved. Slow,
5: Midwestern city like that.
7: Yeah, like if you put this team in Oklahoma City, they not now oh, they already but, have a team. I'm saying as a city like that. Yeah. The way they embrace the Thunder. Yes, this team. They need to have a little
5: local pride. Because there's no local
7: pride here for the Nets. No. There and were 17,000 you know, people last and then, night. And there the were Nets, probably 12,000 Nick fans last night. And the night. Nets
5: were born on Long Island,
7: where I, I'm, I'm from. I, I know that. I'm Dr. J, J red, white, and blue
5: basketballs. John Super are? Williamson. Was it John Super Williamson? Before Billy, my time. Billy Paltz. Yeah, John Whomper. Super Williamson before I was there. Yeah. I wasn't even a
7: thought. Larry Keenan. Went they went Long Island to Rutgers, to Barry the Meadowlands, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Brendan Byrne Arena, another dump. Was not a great building. I do agree. With Nobody that. wanted to go to that place. I agree. I did not well, like that building either. Hey, you he won three Stanley Cups in there, though. I, I and the Nets did win the Eastern Conference a couple of times in that building. A couple mm. of parades in the parking, in the lot. parking lot. Yes, I know. Mm. We've heard that it was all <laughs> <washing. laughs> Okay, yep. with the bell on the bike. Okay, blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right, Jerry. How do we get to these Knicks Nets highlights? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. Knicks Nets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you really want to do that?
7: I'd rather do this. A little uh, no, I'm just kidding. I will do the Knicks and the Nets, of course. Uh, and then we are brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire, nobody. This play specifically really um, showed the heart and the grit and the effort of the Knicks as the Nets were on a break, about to take the lead, and instead it went back the other way.
3: Smith in transition, around Hart, floats it at the rim, blocked away, Johnson rebound, that's rejected. Saved by Hart starts a break for the Knicks. Randall ahead to Brunson, back to Randall in a two hand slam. Jerry, that's not a wild end to end sequence. And the Knicks with the two point lead with a yeah, minute to go in the, the game. game. The that
7: was go. Chris Carino with the call. Cool Oldest play old in basketball, the, the old give and go on the
4: yeah. break. Confusing the Nets. Yes. And Jacques Vaughn goes. I've never
7: seen that before. What? Uh, he might. He's going to be the next one to go. Adrian yeah. Griffin. Jacques Vaughn better wake up here. Uh, what that didn't show was the Nets had like two looks at the rim on the way down that got blocked uh, before the break went the other way. One hundred eight, one hundred three. The final as the Knicks outscored them 32-18 in the fourth. Here was Julius Randle. He had thirty. How about that effort? I
0: mean, that's our team. And, you know, me and Jay, we get a lot of shine to score the points and stuff like that, but. Those are the players that won his
7: games. Talking about Ananobi and Hart and, and the way that the, everything led up to that break and the lead and the win. Here was Tom Thibodeau. Ananobi has been a difference maker. Can't
0: say enough about what OG brings to our team. Like from steals, blocks, um, all that. So those those plays were huge down the stretch for us. Uh,
7: very important for sure. They've won four straight now. Um as we were talking about all the Knicks fans in the building, here was uh, Jalen Brunson. He had
6: 30. He certainly noticed. That's very important. Um, I mean, Knicks fans are amazing. Um, the way they're always at every game um, cheering as loud as anyone, and so uh, I mean, it's always awesome. To and
7: one of those fans, Tommy Lugauer, with an instant reaction on social media afterwards.
9: The Knicks do what they always do: damage. Jalen Brunson, dude. Julius Randall, dog. Dude
5: dog damage. <laughs> I like it.
4: Oh, he's got a brand there, that Loogie. <laughs> he does. It's pretty good. Dude. And, and he did post the video damaged. damage. Damage. Of- the triple D's. Dude dog <laughs> damage. <laughs> Big Bond. We're here. <laughs> oh
0: my god. I like it. Uh, and Dude,
7: he- dog and damage. He did post the video of <laughs> Evan with his tail between his legs walking out of the um. The section and into the tunnel and then home <laughs> for the evening.
5: Tommy, hey, what? Why is not Evan shaving again? What's what's that all Until about? Until
7: the Mets give uh, Pete Alonso a new contract. Oh, okay, okay. He'd be waiting a long time. Now, what, what,
5: what, I wonder where he's on the list of first basemen in
7: the
5: NFL <laughs> and yeah, Major League Baseball. We're not doing that. Okay.
7: Um, so the Knicks are now 27 and 17. The Nets are 17 and 26. Also, of note, Clippers beat the Lakers 127, 116. If I read this right, Kawhi Leonard had 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Only his second career triple double. Is that possible? Well, he's hurt a lot. That's yeah, but he's also played games. hundreds and hundreds of games. That would surprise games. me. I thought so too. I meant to double check it and I forgot before I came in. LeBron did not play in this game. <laughs> Nuggets beat the Pacers 114 109. Nikola Jokic is a walking triple double. He had 31 13 and 10. And yes, the Bucks did fire Adrian Griffin despite being uh, 30 and 13 through 43 <laughs> games. It looks like Doc Rivers will be the next head coach, but we'll see. Uh, college basketball. You got St. John's Villanova tonight. Seton Hall home for Providence. The Raiders hired former Chargers GM. Tom Telesco as their new general manager. The Eagles fired offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. In Buffalo, the Bills picking up the pieces. Here is Sean McDermott. I know we lost, but we are close. I don't think you start by tearing. You know, you don't. It's, this is not a situation where you
5: you strip it down to the studs. You start all over. I mean, we've done a lot of good things and you just have got won. a great quarterback. You don't want to waste any time with him. You got to, You got to keep reloading. You got to keep rebuilding around his abilities. That's all there is to it. It's one thing, if you know, if you're Carolina and you're drafting number one and you have a kid and then you have a like a roster that you're trying to rebuild with. That's one thing. That's not who the Bills are. The Bills need to stay competitive as long as Josh Allen is upright, just like the Kansas City Chiefs do with Patrick Mahomes.
4: Yeah, and we talked about the cap hit for Josh Allen this year coming up is like triple of what it was.
5: Right. Look, look at what the Baltimore Ravens did around Lamar Jackson. Look at this team that he is in the middle of, and he is the highest-paid player. It's true they have done it right. All right, so you can do it, and you got, you just got to, you know, just got to manipulate the cap, use the cap you right, draft well, and, and get those guys draft, playing yeah. right yes. away. Yeah, like Zay Flowers for the for the Ravens, terrific young rookie wide receiver. Those guys, there's gonna be like twenty of those guys in the draft this year. <laughs> yeah. So if they can get two of those. Top end wide receivers. And I'm not talking at, at the top of the draft. I'm talking like in the second and third round. That, that's that's when, like, look at the Packers. Do you even know who their wide receivers were? I didn't and, well, until a couple weeks ago. Exactly. Young guys that basically Jordan Love is now growing up with and
7: throwing missiles to. And those guys are all making the plays. Time now for the random, no context quote of the day. I'm going to bring it to you uh, courtesy of Shannon Sharp to Chad Cinco. That's why your hear look like Shady Monkey Nuts. <laughs> that was your random no context <laughs> quote of
4: the day. <laughs> That's why your head looks like shaved monkey nuts. <laughs> That's
10: why your hair look like shaved monkey nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
7: oh that's great <laughs> I mean, shave nuts? oh gosh that is funny
4: uh, <laughs> i never heard that before <laughs> Boy, I, like, what, what a gene he needs to he needs to like uh patent or whatever shaved monkey nuts shaved monkey nuts <laughs> Listen, if tommy devito can get tommy cutlets you gotta get shaved monkey nuts man <laughs> That's two now. Luke Gower has to get
7: dudes, <laughs> damage, dogs.
4: and dogs. Right? Yes. And Shannon Sharp needs to get shaved monkey nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid.
7: Uh, yes, the Rangers <laughs> were in San Jose last night uh. taking on the Sharks. They led 2 0. And then next thing you know, it was 2 1. And then. Philip Sedina, the back pass, long shot. They
3: score! Carpenter with uh, a deflection!
7: And that made it 2 2. Ranger. And then you go to overtime.
3: Zavanich got picked off. A couple of picks. Sit down.
7: And that was Sam Rosen. Hey, Rose. Boomer, up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing that yes Sam sucked. Rosen on MSG. Uh, 3-2 the final in overtime. Artemi Panarin did score in the loss, but a loss is a loss. They did get the one point, but they do fall. Meantime, the uh, Islanders lost to the Golden Knights 3-2. Nicholas was second period goal proved to be the difference. No relation to Patrick Waugh, which I did look up. Because I was curious, uh, and that is how you pronounce his name, but they did win 3-2. Here was Wahoo who says, we played hard.
10: Sometimes you don't necessarily get rewarded for, for what you do, but I know one thing. If we keep progressing like we are right now, we'll win a lot of
7: games. There you go, but just not last night. That's the way that worked out. And uh, Adrian Beltrade, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton to the Baseball Hall of Fame.
4: poor and G.L. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So,
5: you know, when Jerry comes in here and he brings in the Shannon Sharpo, Ojo Cinco podcast, and it's Shannon on the center. Yeah. I, you know, I worked with Shannon for 10 years at CBS. I, I I know all of these stories. I know how funny he can be. Yeah. And I, I really do believe if he really wanted to, he could be a stand-up comedian. I mean, some of the stuff was just, I mean, flat-out hilarious. Right, like shaved monkey nuts. Right, exactly. So, Uh, Interesting, I I was watching something yesterday came across my feed, and it was Chad Johnson being interviewed, and Hugh Jackson was there, the former coach of the Cleveland Browns. He was also the wide receiver coach, I believe, when uh, Ocho Cinco or Chad Johnson, whichever one he was at the moment, was with the Bengals and Marvin Lewis and everything. Yeah, And uh, Hugh Jackson was telling a story how he'd get a call in the middle of the night, like at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. And the phone would be ringing and he would answer the phone. And it would be Chad Johnson on the other end or Ojo Senko, whichever one he was going by at that time. And would, uh, you would answer the phone, hello? And all Chad Johnson would say, I'm open and hang up the phone. <laughs> 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 and then I guess, I guess, and this, I heard this story. I didn't know whether it was true or not. But then they were recounting some of these things that were going on in Cincinnati when Chad was there. And I think when he first got there, he was saying how. He was living at the facility to save money. Well, that sounds like him. He's very frugal. That sounds like He's also very generous. Yes, he is. He's He's generous and frugal at the same time.
4: Yeah, he he likes to help others out. He likes to leave big tips, but he he does not live his lifestyle in excess. He doesn't understand why anybody would spend the money on a private jet
5: to go somewhere. He can deal with sitting in coach. He's totally fine with it. It reminds me of my buddy Dave Remington. I mean, he will sit in a middle seat and he'll fly to Thailand. I'm like, what? And he's get, a big guy. He, well, at one time, you know, he was 330 pounds, six one, six two. How the whatever. hell does he do that? I, well, this this is back in the day when he used to travel a lot before yeah. he started working for me, and uh, he, he would he'd like he'd try to find the you know dollar fifty flight. On some stupid website, he, he'd take some random airline and fly all the way across the Pacific. And I'm like, what are you doing?
4: Yeah, that's that's too much. I just saw this story about an, an obese woman who bought two seats on a plane. And across the aisle was a woman, a mother, who had a 18-month-old. And she asked if the 18-month-old could sit in the seat Next to the obese woman, the one that she was sort of spilling into, the obese woman, yeah, and the obese woman was like, "Absolutely not! I'm not going to give up this seat. I paid for this seat because I need more room." And like it was a whole big like to do, and on the airline. And I mean, but uh, but if you buy the seat, but, but, but,
5: but if you buy the seat, you buy the seat.
4: I agree. Obvious I agree. Obese or not
5: obese, I don't care. I
4: well, yes, I agree. But it became a thing, you know. It's well,
5: like, I mean, it's kind of presumptuous. For the woman, I don't know what the situation was. I'm just thinking that, uh, can I put my kid there? Because, you know, there's extra room there. I mean, that's kind of a weird spot. It is a weird spot because apparently because the baby
4: was still young enough where you don't have to buy it a seat so it could sit on your lap. Yeah. And the, the woman was trying to take advantage. Like, listen, half this seat is open. Let me put my kid here. And the obese woman was like, no, no, no. I bought this seat. I'm too fat to fly. I need to have this extra seat. I need, I need extra room for my fat, basically. And she says this. I no, mean, she, right, well, she, she's I mean, like a. She said all this on social media. Like she's right, like, I'm well. too big. I, I get it. She's like, I'm actively trying to get smaller, but I'm just I'm too fat to fly normally. I need two seats. So I'm I'm i I'm, I'm with the obese woman on this. Like I purchased these two seats for me. Like you got to figure out your own stuff. I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Well,
5: figure out your own situation, lady. <laughs> yes, and and was the woman with the? How did it get out there? Was it who who put it out there first? The obese woman put <clears throat> it out there right, right, on so, like social media. So it wasn't like she was being attacked by the woman with the baby. Like I can't believe this woman wouldn't let me put my baby here. No, again.
4: no, no. All that right, that woman right. didn't go on social media, but she did. Basically, you know, she said that at the, during the flight, uh, allegedly. And she also, the obese one, put up there, am I wrong? Did I do the wrong thing? You know, I'm trying sure, to get opinions sir. going.
5: And she was looking for some sort of, like, public affirmation or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Peter Schwartz I guess, does. Yeah. You know, like you think a very- he buy two seats, by the way? What's that? You think Peter Schwartz buys two no, seats? No, no way. He needs two
4: seats. I don't think so. I don't know. He Because he's flying with his family, so they just probably, you know. they Gym in one row together? Yeah. So I, I don't think he buys two seats. He probably doesn't fly a lot. He's going to have to fly to Vegas. <laughs> Imagine going down the aisle. Schwartz is in the seat. And then you know you're sitting next to him. He's like, oh, hey. How's it going? What, do you know anything about the New York Dragons? I used to do play-by-play for them. That's got to be one hell of a sight, you know? <laughs> You've know? done that before. You've walked down the aisle and you're like, please, for the love of God, have me not sitting next to that person. Uh, yeah, Because I'm going to be touching them the entire time. Yeah, yeah. It's
5: a little much. You know uh, That was like uh, when Craig had his hemorrhoid problem. Oh, and it stung. Like, that was like the last guy you would want to sit next to.
4: Because his ass smelled, right?
5: Uh,
2: yeah. Al sat next to him. That's just foul. Yeah, we were in coach. Yeah. In a three-person row, me, Craig, and his wife. Ah. And he was on a pillow, sitting on a pillow. I think me and Phil Six were hour first class, weren't Probably, we? Probably, yep. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> By the way, Phil uncensored, I think, would be funny. I don't know if I could get him there, though. I've seen it. Uh, Phil Uncensored should probably
4: not be on the air anywhere. You don't think so? I I just, for his reputation, who he is, I, I don't believe Phil Uncensored would I, do I, him I well. I think he's hilarious. He is hilarious. I think he, very, I, very
5: funny. Whole, very funny.
4: Here's the thing. Yes. He is extremely funny. I was crying when I got Phil Uncensored. Yes. The problem is Phil Uncensored... He he blow torches people. Well, that's
5: what you want. Right? I know that's, that's, that's what, what you I want. want, but I mean, he they, probably doesn't want the blowback from that. Is what I'm saying. I'm protecting I mean, the guy. Does it? Does like Stephen A. blow torch people? Like don't these people on these radio and talk shows on the don't don't we blow? But torch that hasn't been
4: Phil's brand. Ah. You know what I'm saying? That would I, be I, I outside mean, of his character. Yeah. All right. But I I'm telling you, he's as you know, you saw it. It's great. It's it was one of the funniest. I mean, I felt like I was watching Dave Chappelle. Honestly, that's how hard I was laughing at yes. him going off on people, and he had a lot of alcohol in him at the time too. But I just don't think I don't think that would be good for his I career.
5: Think, uh, Boomer and Phil uncensored brought to you by Real Tequila. <laughs> Casamigos to kill For him. your last public act? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, a, he's a beauty.
4: Hi, Boomer and Geo, coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So the New York Jets, who have the most lax social media policy in all of professional sports as their players run rampant on all sorts of platforms, whether it be Instagram or X or TikTok or whatever, Makai Becton accusing uh, Ryan Tannehill of being racist, all those other things that you see on there, the passive aggressive stuff that the running backs had and Dalvin Cook was going to be uh, an option for the Jets, the liking of tweets that Zach Wilson sucked. I mean, they just, there's a million of these things, right, that make news. The Jets make news on social media more than any other team makes news on social media. Now, this one, I think, is innocent. This one is innocent. But still unnecessary. And if I were a general manager or a head coach or anybody involved in the organization, I would have been like, why are you doing this? Because all this is going to do is inflame the fan base and get everybody nuts. And if we don't sign one of these guys or don't bring in one of these guys, then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, well, Jets couldn't land the guy that your superstar wanted. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about Sauce Gardner. So a an account called Jets Media, NY Jets Media, which is a YouTube channel and is not affiliated with the New York Jets media relations, but is just a YouTube channel with a a fan running it. He puts out there or he or she puts out there, name a free agent no one is talking about that the Jets should sign. And Sauce Gardner himself, his official account, quote tweets that ex post and says, Calvin Ridley and T. Meaning T. Higgins. So we remember how Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, and I forget who else, put the cheese heads on and burned the cheese heads and did all this to get Aaron yeah. Rodgers there last yeah. offseason. And now he's putting this out there, which means that he he wants those guys on the team on so the other the side. side of the ball. Uh, so that's adding a wide receiver is to be uh, on the opposite side of Garrett Wilson, something we talked about a lot. So here's Gardner
5: but, see those guys. Right, but here's the problem when you do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got to go back in that locker room. Some of the guys are still going to be there. <clears throat> and you're, you're basically as a defensive back saying, we need more wide receivers. How about if a wide receiver said, no, 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 we need more defensive backs. I mean, yeah. it's not, it, it doesn't go over well with your teammates, people that you may be wearing the same uniform. And he's a, he has a right to have an opinion, and I could probably say the same thing. I would like to see T Higgins on a lot of different teams. I'd like to see T Higgins on the Giants. Um but I'm, um, you know, this it just creates unnecessary drama.
4: It does. And I, I mean I I don't think this one is as harmful as some of the other stuff that the Jets have done, but you're right. It's 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 totally unnecessary. It's like you don't have to you don't
5: answer that question when you're Sauce Gardner. I, especially from, you know, Again, it's a, I, I, he obviously was tagged in it or something. Or no, he or Somehow he saw it. Yeah, right. How did he see it?
4: He, he saw it maybe in the For You category. Like, there's a bunch of people that I want no part of that
5: end up in my For You feed on X. I know, but would it be... Um, you know, I, 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 it's probably in his feed because he is a Jet and he probably follows a lot of different Jet sites, I would think, just to see what's going on, what's being said. Mm-hmm. He's, He's not, not a stupid guy. He's a pretty smart guy in course, that regard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean... Why? Why even get involved in it? Why not just get work, work your ass off, get ready to go, get back here next year, and get ready to play? Yeah, and you know what? Joe Douglas and Aaron Rodgers figure it out,
4: <laughs> or just Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so that's probably what let figure it out. let him figure it out because he's going to be the guy who's going to be pushing for some players. And Devontae Adams, I know, is happy that Antonio Pierce uh, was hired and elevated to full time head coach. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if a new regime in there and they're looking to do some different things and maybe scale it back a little bit next year that they end up trading Devonta Adams if he wants out, but he doesn't, I don't think he wants out now no. as much as he did when Josh McDaniels was there.
5: No, I uh, think I think he's fine. I think he loves living there. Yeah. I, they just need, they need a legitimate quarterback. Antonio has got to find a quarterback. I don't you know. Aiden O'Connell is going to come back as the incumbent starter. They're going to cut loose Jimmy Garoppolo. So who knows? He's going to be one of those quarterbacks out on the street, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I, it's just, a, I don't know. It's just, it's unnecessary. You know, I guess sauce, sauce was bored.
4: <laughs> it's generally what happens, right? Yes. Generally what happens. um So you mentioned the Giants and T. Higgins and the Giants and potentially Calvin Ridley. That, that's the one. I know the, the Jets want another wide receiver. And and with Aaron Rodgers, you got to go for it in this window. Uh, but the Giants need playmakers. My well, the Paris God. Campbell
5: thing didn't work out. My God, they, 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 they need right. They need playmakers. A lot of playmakers. I mean, I mean,
4: a Darren Waller, you can't count on. He's going to be hurt. He's getting older, obviously. Great guy, whatever. But he can't, you can't count on him. I mean, you need some wide receivers for God's sakes. Some real, you know. A, you know what's amazing, and I know
5: he still drops an occasional pass, but he gets a lot more passes thrown his way. Is they had the guy, they had Evan Ingram. Yes. Well, he was he was much better once he left the Giants. He was
4: catching the ball more.
5: Well, he also had a legitimate, you know, passing game that he was a part sure. of and became a part of. Now, I'm not saying that they're the end-all be-all down there in Jacksonville. They, they basically have stubbed their toes the last two years. And I would say that Trevor Lawrence hasn't lived up to, you know, what we all thought he was going to be up to this point. I mean, there are games where you look out there and you say to yourself, wow, he can really play. And then there are other games like, why can't you lead your team to the playoffs, especially when you're leading one of the, uh, I wouldn't say weakest, but one of the most unsettled divisions in football in the AFC South, because you have two rookie quarterbacks that started one for Indianapolis and then one, of course, for Houston.
4: Think about that. Mm -hmm.
5: Like that, that should have been their division. They should have won that division and they should have been deep in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's coach quarterback relationship good, but not good enough. They should they should have been in the playoffs this year. I know they had some injuries on their offensive line that really oh, and hurt them. And Trevor
4: Lawrence got hurt
5: too and was playing hurt towards the end of the mm-hmm. year. There's no doubt about that. He just he looked terrible. But I don't know. I'm just it's going to be really interesting to see what the Giants do here this off because especially in the draft. Yes. with that first pick that they have, I mean, I, do they try to trade up? Do they draft a
4: quarterback there? Are they in love with somebody who's not going to be either Caleb Williams or Drake May? Those are the questions. Did, did Joe Shane and Brian Dable use this draft to get their future quarterback? And that that's going to be the most fascinating storyline in, in the New York football offseason to me because the Jets are essentially set. You know what they're going to be. There's going to be a couple of moves here or there. But what the Giants do at 6, who is available at 6... Do they feel the pressure, Dayball and Shane, to get their hands on a younger guy? Or do they think that, hey, a healthy Daniel Jones and give him a weapon or two and hopefully we rebuild the offensive line in the way that we want? And is Saquon going to be here? I mean, there there are so many questions with the Giants in this offseason. I mean, their rebuild
5: got pushed back a year because of what happened, because of their success. And I, I would probably, I, I would bet money that the Jets are either going mm. offensive tackle or wide receiver. Yeah, Yep. that's what I would bet. And this see, this this draft is heavy uh, in wide receivers. I mean, you can get really terrific wide receivers in the second and third round. And, you know, wide receiver, interestingly, we were talking about this the other day. They are spectacular players. They're spectacular athletes. But because there are so many of them, the question really is going to be what is going to happen to those salaries? Are they now going to start to be depressed because you can draft guys in the second, third round that turn out to be like the Nico Collinses of the world, the Tank Dells of the world. Well, T. Higgins was a second-round draft choice, I believe, either second or third. But yeah, just they, what happened with the running backs, what you're talking about, but right? The, but the, the wide
4: receiver sort of lasts longer. I mean, it, it did. It did end quickly for Steph Diggs, but you could generally get more. like Tyreek Hill's been the best of the best for how many years now? You know, a lot more than you would feel like a, a running back would be.
5: Yeah, I mean, he changes the game. There's no question about it. But, like, you see how Minnesota, they Justin Jefferson, they have uh, an Addison, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan S- Addison. Right, Jordan Addison. They got two go-to guys. That's what every team wants. But, you know, who wants to always draft guys in the first round if you don't have to?
4: Yeah. Well, that's really how the best teams are able to... Be successful right away in these rebuilds. I mean, look at the the Houston Texans first uh,
5: the their draft this year. Well, I would say that the Texans and the Bears are kind of like on parallel paths because they traded away one was a first round pick, uh, so Carolina could you know go get Bryce Young, and then what Houston did is they traded away Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, and they are still reaping the benefits of that. And they were lucky enough to be bad enough that C.J. Uh, CJ Stroud was there and number two when they drafted. Let's go to Ronnie and Tom's River. What's going on, Ronnie? Hey, man. How's everyone doing
4: today? Good, Ronnie. What's up? I got to call Boomer out with this Evan ingram buyer's remorse remark that he just had. Boomer, you're better than this, bro. Evan Ingram was a complete dumpster fire in New York. He contributed to Daniel Jones' interception rate. Every single time this guy touched the ball, he played volleyball, popping the ball up in the air for Daniel Jones to get intercepted. And, of course, Evan Ingram's going to do well in Jacksonville because there's only, what, two people and a, a teenager covering the team down there, so there's no pressure. He wasn't built for New York. Happy you got rid of him. Thought
5: you were better than that, Boomer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, be, be better, Boomer, for God's sakes. Uh, he was a different player once he got down there, and I think that was...
5: Well, you know what happened to like, J.T. Miller for us in the Rangers? We traded him away, goes to win the Cup, goes to Vancouver, is one of their best players. I'm on one of the best teams. Well, how many times have you said this about I, the Mets? I don't, but can we just, can we just, like, develop our own guys and let them grow into a, like, we want a 22 or a 23 or 24-year-old to go out there, in the case of the Rangers, to score 50 goals. We don't, that, we don't have that guy. We have guys that are progressively getting better and better and better. Can we show some patience? You know, now the cap is different in the NHL, and sometimes you have to move players when you don't want to move them because you can't afford them. But um, at the end of the day, like, for Evan Ingram, uh, you know, I know he dropped passes here. I said that. And he still continues to drop passes in Jacksonville, but he gets more passes thrown to him. And the more passes that are thrown to him, the more likely he is to have success. And you can talk about a teenager covering that team. That that team is just as uh, national as every other team. And yeah, I know New York's tough. I understand it. I wore pinstripes on Sunday, they're heavy. You know, it's not easy. Not anybody can just pull it off. Yeah. Uh, so, But the point being is that, like, Evan Ingram's gotten better as he left here. And that happens to a lot of guys.
4: Yeah, sort of like Spike, who couldn't handle it here and then crawled back to his home in Philadelphia, you know?
3: Skinny vegan hipster.
4: Spencer's in Miami. What's going on, Spencer?
11: Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing?
3: Good, man. What's up?
11: So, it turns out this thing I wanted to bring up was fake, unfortunately, because it's hilarious. But uh, I'm not going to bring it to the air. Um I'll pivot and then hang up and listen. (laughs) Gio, what is your take on Tyreek Hill's recent divorce after 76 days? Yeah, so he's claiming
4: that this didn't happen. So I did see this story, Spencer. And I guess there's a legitimate filing down in Florida that says that Tyreek Hill filed for divorce. And TMZ had gotten a hold of it. Now, Tyreek Hill is saying, no, no, no. We are still together. We are happy together. They even posted a picture together. So I don't know. I mean, I maybe it was one of these things where they had a big fight, and he was like, screw this. I'm going to divorce you. And then, like, in a fit of anger, went and filed for divorce. And then all of a sudden, they made up afterwards, and it's, like, officially on the books, and he's now regretting doing that. Maybe it's that situation, but... Yeah, I mean, during that hard knocks in season, those two had just gotten married. They, they couldn't have been happier, and now this whole thing is going on. So, who the yeah, hell knows? What I, I mean, what is going
5: on? He's turning into Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. It's there, bizarro land, man. Yeah,
4: I, I, Antonio Brown went really, really crazy, oh, really this quick. Is not,
5: this is not like uh, Crazy Train? What What is this? This is a little much, man. I mean, look, uh, th- Antonio Brown. He had he, a fire in his house. Got a hole in his roof, middle of the season, gets married. He's got two um, paternity suits against him. I mean, this yeah. is not the crazy train. What is it?
2: Was he also the guy that slapped the guy, what, like a dock worker? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah exactly. Right, th- this does not seem
5: like we're going down that yeah, road wants
12: to, wants to be a porn star. Right. Yeah, That's right.
5: He said he wanted to be a porn
4: star, too. I guess you're right. There's a lot of signs. There. There's a lot of red flags. But Antonio Brown, still. I mean, we forget about everything that he did.
5: And who is uh, Antonio Brown is going to be doing a podcast with somebody, and they're going to call it the CTE podcast. <laughs> did you Did you hear that, or said that on. was that fake? I don't. I don't know. I know that he does. Not to
4: joke around know, about, but no, uh, I know. I know that he does. He jokes around about it all the time on uh, on X. Antonio Brown. Yeah, so I would not and be and surprised. I think
5: somebody said that whoever he's doing with. Google this thing real quick. Okay. Because I was thinking that somebody wrote into him, you got to have Vontez Perfect on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they got to lay laid the laid the wood to him. That's right. Took yeah. him out to the woodshed. But his be- behavior changed after
12: that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely
4: did. Well, everybody
5: points to that hit. Sure. That's why they were saying you got to have Vontez on, wherever Vontez is. I have no idea where Vontez is.
4: <sighs> um. Well, here we go. And uh, Chandler Jones and Antonio Brown want to prove CTE is not real with new podcast. Okay. (laughs) Those two
5: guys. Yes.
4: Uh, Chandler Jones explains what he believes CTE is fake. All right. Oh, man. You know what? Like, it's just it's something that you can't even like those two guys, their lives went haywire and I don't want to sit there and completely blame football for yeah, all they're, of it. Yeah,
5: but they're putting it out. Yeah, they are. They're, they're the just, ones that are putting it out there. So. No, you're right.
4: But it is, I mean, there's, there's a there's a level of sadness to this, too. You know what I'm saying? Chandler Jones, like there was well checks on him. There was well checks on Antonio Brown. And I think there is, like, this is one of those tough things, like how much is it brain damage and how much is it just pure a-hole? I mean, that's well, like or, a,
5: or other issues. But, you know, Chandler Jones was also, when he was with the Patriots... You know, came out of his house naked trying to bite the face off of a police officer after doing some sort of, uh, uh, it was uh, synthetic, synthetic marijuana. Synthetic marijuana, yeah. Yeah. Which it was, it
4: also bath salts, I think, could do that to you, but I believe it was synthetic marijuana that he was doing that, yeah, up in New England. And by the way. Yeah.
5: Did you see those three fans out in Kansas City that died in the backyard of of uh, yeah. one of their buddies? Yes, it was it,
4: unbelievable story. I wanna I wanna bring that up. Oh, you do a little bit later um, because I have some thoughts on it. I don't want to waste them
5: now, but yes, I did see that story and it is it's nuts. Uh, by the way, who are the top five wide receivers in terms of receptions uh, in the NFL? Do you have any idea? <laughs>
4: uh, I will say uh, Ceedee Lamb one, Tyreek Hill two. Oh my. God. Lions. Oh, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown.
5: Three. Puka uh, Nakua. F- no, number four is Evan Ingram of the Jacksonville Jaguars with 114. So that teenager <laughs> wow. that's that that covering, covering him down there in Jacksonville, I'm sure is getting a lot of good Well, he's a from tight him.
4: end. You said wide receivers. That was oh, I mean,
5: just receptions. Uh, yeah, you you threw me off. There. Oh, I'm sorry. He had 114 catches this year. Damn. A lot of catches. That is a lot of catches. That means he probably had about 10 drops, figuring that he dropped,
4: you know. Is it on there? It might even be on there.
5: Drops. Uh, It doesn't look like it. No, it's not.
4: Hi, right, for and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back, and he's got sports for us. What is happening,
7: Jerry? Oh, what is happening with you? Your Knicks are happening. That's what's happening from last night in Brooklyn.
3: And an shovels it over to Randall at the foul line. Five to shoot for the Knicks. To a cutting heart, down the lane. runs to the it. and still gets the layup to fall. And the Knicks take a four-point lead. Timeout
7: next. And I will say the Nets don't We defense. That was a very difficult contested shot that he made there, and that put him up four at the point. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough finish. So pretty good. That's Knicks win.
5: Sim- yeah, ben Simmons standing in a stupid yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, <laughs> how many games has he missed this year? All uh, of them, aside from about ten. He's I like, like uh, there is nothing like the Nets just have a whole bunch of guys that just don't play.
7: No, that's not true. I, I mean, now, now that, I
5: mean they have guys They've now that Simmons. play. But anybody it's like makes a mascot. Over, anybody, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Anybody that makes up like a clown and yeah. doesn't play. Anybody that makes over thirty million doesn't play. I mean, it is incredible. It really is. I mean, I don't know what's guy. wrong
7: with him now? Same, same issue. The back. He's back. Yeah. I like how they put out these status reports. Like, don't even add him. to Let us know when he might pl- when he might actually play. Wasn't
5: this like coming into the season like this was going to be his year? Yeah. And he was
7: feeling good. And it he was did gonna... start relatively well. Okay, and then it went sideways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 108-103, the final. Here was Jacques Vaughn. Lots of praise for the Knicks on this night.
9: You give them credit for making two good blocks. Uh, our dudes were aggressive at that point, but uh, that was we good got basketball. 101-101. But no dogs. We got that. dudes,
4: dogs, yeah. and... See, if I'm Tommy, I'm, I'm upset that Jacques Vaughn is stealing my words. I think, in fairness, Jacques Vaughn said that first. Oh, okay. But you could be right. But Tommy's been saying this since last year, the dudes thing. We got dudes. Do you and think Tommy's rubbed off on Jacques Vaughn? Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> and
5: dogs, by the
4: way. Yeah, dudes and dogs. And
5: oh, and man. Damage. What damage? Damage. damage. And uh, I would say dominating. Do damage. Uh, well, they dominated the fourth
7: quarter. That's for sure. 32-18. That's all you have to do in the NBA: dominate the fourth quarter and you win. Depending on how much you're down by or up by, that is true. Here's right. Julius Randle. Lots of hustle from us today. Those are the plays that <laughs>
0: maybe go unnoticed, oh, but they're winning plays and it helped us win games so really to those guys were battling the way that they did he had they,
7: 30 he had 30 as did uh, jalen brunson with 30 points tom thibodeau talking about the finish won a great game but uh, we did end it well
0: i didn't think we pl- pay, uh played particularly well but i loved how we responded in the fourth quarter and i thought that that said a lot about who we are and so
7: now the Knicks have won four straight and five of their last six the Nets have lost six of their last eight also from the NBA last night Shea Gilgis Alexander at 33 Thunder beat the Blazers 111 to 109 Uh, a little bit of a crazy finish to this game Chauncey Billups was given a couple of technical fouls because he was trying to call timeout with his team ahead they wound up uh teeing him up twice and they lost by two and supposedly they're gonna protest the game. I don't think you see that very often in the NBA. You don't, and generally it doesn't mean anything, right? Other than you're sticking up for your team, but yeah, it ain't gonna go anywhere. And the Nuggets got a triple double from Nicola Joke, it's thirty one thirteen and ten in a 114-109 win over the Pacers. Clippers beat the Lakers one twenty seven, one sixteen. And Al did look it up. Only the second career triple double for Kawhi Leonard. That is it's strange. It makes sense, right? I mean I maybe he so just too. doesn't get a lot of rebounds. Is that what it's been? Uh, I guess I have whatever it is. I don't know, but yeah, over 800 games and only his second triple double. The Bucks are 30 and 13. Pretty good. Not good enough though. If you're their upper, um, their front office. Because Adrian Griffin, their head coach, was let go yesterday. Um, reportedly, they're in talks with Doc Rivers. Ironically enough, or oddly enough, this is how the news broke on TNT, as they would tell us. We have news in from CNN. They
10: are reporting. From CNN Sports. From CNN Sports yeah. that Doc Rivers has accepted the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching position.
7: And so this got a lot of attention.
4: because CNN uh, Well, Sports, he hasn't. They were talking to him, but he hasn't accepted it. And Woj and, and Shams and those guys didn't say that he's accepted it yet. And where and, did
7: this come from? And what is CNN sports to begin with?
5: Fake news. I, Fake news, said. I, I yeah. suppose so. No,
7: there's uh, a, there are all sorts of different reports out there now okay. that say they're very close to an agreement, that he's their target, but I have not seen that they have hired him yet. Get so, him here, makes a ton of sense. <laughs> by I the way, the, what so. does ESPN do? <laughs>
5: Did they fire like Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and put him and Doris Burke in with yeah. Mike
2: Breen? Yeah. Now what? I don't know. And how do they not have the news? And he's their employee. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe there is no news.
4: Wasn't there like a division of CNN that was like headline
7: news sports? Like remember that? Yeah, I remember there was headline. Yeah, with that Robin a, Mead. Yeah. Yeah, you used to watch it every morning. Yeah. But was that with CNN or? I was well, the Turner Company. Okay. Headline, I believe. All right. Cause that's what our they had a sports yeah
4: department or division back in the day. I, CNN Sports, that's not a
5: thing. I don't think it's a thing. I think they were saying CNN. He the guy said CNN, but then they
7: said CNN Sports. Somebody else
5: said CNN Sports. Yeah, not the lead. Who was the lead guy? That's not Ernie Johnson. That was not Ernie Johnson. I'm not sure. I don't know who it was, I don't but know. on the
4: night of the New Hampshire primary, CNN Sports comes in with the Doc Rivers news. <laughs> <years. laughs>
7: <laughs> Look over okay. here. Look over <laughs> here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's fake know. news. <laughs> Sad.
7: You know, it's funny. Since you bring this up, um, it's talking about you know New Hampshire and everything. So at SiriusXM yesterday, Stephen A. was with Howard Stern, and he made it very clear there's one thing he would like to do in terms of Donald Trump. Obviously, I have my show First Take
9: on ESPN every weekday <laughs> morning, right? Yes. It's a debate show. Even though that- I would love... To be in a
13: presidential debate, I nothing.
9: I think you'd before. do great. Oh my! No, no, I'd eat him alive. I'd debate Trump any day of the week,
7: any day of the week. Name the time and place, and I'd show up. Now, this is clearly not from yesterday, but could you imagine what Trump would actually think?
6: We have people that are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he
7: would probably resort to name calling. We have losers. We have losers. <laughs> Now, that's from a long time ago. It had nothing to do with Stephen this A. Just... Bitch. <laughs> we'll host it right
5: here. Why don't we host oh, it right Lord here?
7: God. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that is pretty
4: funny. If you haven't seen the Shane Gillis Netflix special, the debate segment that he does is phenomenal it's called beautiful dogs you gotta it's like he does a trump biden debate scenario and it is just it is hilarious it's as good as it gets i think
7: i want to see the trump stephen a scenario now absolutely because those two would be on fire with one another oh my god yeah i mean stephen a would not back down no he wouldn't it'd be very funny Uh, keeping it to Sirius XM for a moment, during the Christopher Mad Dog Russo show, he was doing a commercial read for a mattress company because he has issues with his mattress, a lot of people do, with his mattress and his sleep. With me, it's a mess. Lost
9: cause. Too hot, too cold, too something. Too much tossing around. Wee-wees
4: in
7: the middle of the night. You name it.
4: <laughs> he's talking about himself? Yes.
7: He's saying he's making wee-wees? <laughs> what is he, 60? 64. Yeah, 64. Actually, yeah. I just. Maybe he drinks a lot of water. <laughs> when have you used the term making wee wee? I don't know. He's just. <laughs> I have to use the rubber sheets now, the little wee wees <laughs> that I'm making in the middle of the night.
4: Been <laughs> soaking the sheets with my wee wee. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, poor guy. And then I get my little binky and my milk baba, <laughs> and I go to sleep. <laughs> He's got a little blankie with him. Yeah, got it. Sucking on my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> All mm. that. Little wee wees. Wee wees and a poopies. Luckily, I'm not making poopies in the middle of the night.
7: Give him time.
0: Uh, give, give him, him time. time. <laughs> <laughs>
7: that that uh. could end up there. Uh, Raiders hire former Chargers general manager Tom Telesco as their new GM, and Brian Johnson, mm. offensive coordinator in Philly, fired. Uh, in Buffalo. Wow, what is CNN Sports saying about Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> To the Chargers. Yes. That they're close, apparently. Uh, what's going on with the Bills? Here's Brandon Bean uh, on the idea that their Super Bowl window is closing after losing again to the Chiefs on Sunday. Your team is always changing and
3: evolving uh, each, each class with draft classes, free agents, whether they're one-year deals or, or multi-year deals. Um, some guys age out, some guys play themselves to where you can't afford them so you're you're constantly
7: changing the roster right sounds like you got to stay relevant and here is sean mcdermott their head coach he knows gotta get a gotta get one of these super bowls that's that's what i go to bed thinking
11: about in terms of taking another step really two steps john and um like i've told you you know me um am i'm 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 pretty
7: uh goal-oriented and the ultimate goal is winning a world championship. And they have not done that yet, and they have not been able to get past the Chiefs. Um, you do have the Chiefs and the Ravens coming up on Sunday. Uh, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, Todd Helton voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. The Rangers were in San Jose last night. They went to overtime after wasting a 2-0 lead and wound up falling by a goal. advantage
3: had got picked off. a couple of picks.
5: That's yeah. a 12-win team going into that game last night. Did Sam Rosen just make that name up? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sounds <laughs> <No.
4: laughs>
3: like just shrub a <laughs> Thomas
4: Hurdle. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <That was> Jesus. <laughs> sounded like me when I was calling that Devil's Game. I was just making guys' names up. <laughs> Slurring words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the power play goal by Shmurda <laughs>
7: <laughs> No, that was really him. You know me- what? You did a good job with that. I had fun with
4: yeah, you it. You got to give
5: yourself some credit, man. Really, it, it was a difficult play by play doing that hockey, but we had man, a blast. I was so lucky because we knew the teams, the Penguins and the Devils, and they, they didn't don't... have a lot of hard names, right? Didn't we do the We did the Devils and the Islanders. Oh, the Devils first and Islanders. One. Then we, we did, did the it Penguins. twice. Yeah, we did it twice. Yes. We did it
4: in nineteen, and then we did it in twenty.
5: See, this is the thing: the Devils weren't very good back then, so they wanted a little bit of promotion. So then they wanted to, you
7: know, to hop on our bandwagon. And now that they're they good, should hop they on did. your bang- bandwagon again and get back on the radio.
5: Yeah, but they haven't, call- they haven't called us back.
4: Yeah. Matty Lachlan helping out right there if yeah, we're watching
7: on CBS Sports Network. Definitely. What a good dude, man. Yes, he is. So I saw him um, two weeks ago at the Rogers. Yeah. said hello. I said hi to everybody. Uh, so the Rangers lose in overtime. The Islanders lost to the Golden Knights 3-2. Same score there. Patrick Watt, not bothered by the effort at all. Just didn't put the puck in the net.
10: 27-13 scoring chance. I mean... What can I say? I mean, it's 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 sometimes it just the book just do, just doesn't go in. Okay, where's
4: he living? Do you think?
10: I'm right so now,
5: fascinated with Patrick Waugh on Long Island. He's and probably at the Garden City Hotel, yeah. I would think. Oh, okay. Short term, yeah. That's what I would think, but that makes sense, I guess. <laughs>
7: I don't know. Boy, living at a hotel for a few months tough. Well,
5: Not that, that hotel's nice hotel. I know, but. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, then you got to figure out, that is he here the, for the long term? And then if he's here for a long term, then he can find a little bit more of a, you know, substant, You know, I would say more of a... Permanent living space? Permanent living space,
4: yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you don't know how this is going to work out. Do you stay in the hotel the rest of the season? Do
7: you rent a house? I don't know. Maybe put yeah, living at Lou Lamarillo's
5: right. house. Who knows?
7: Huh. Yeah. That would be weird. Put those hockey minds together, right? <laughs> Man. Lou <laughs> uh, Amarillo
4: coming down in the middle of the night making <laughs> wee, the wee wee.
7: wee <laughs> 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 That's funny. College yeah. basketball tonight. You got St. John's facing Villanova. Seton Hall is home for Providence. And I haven't brought it to you yet, but uh, Aaron Boone did speak with Evan and Tiki. I imagine you're not interested in that. I thought it was odd that he was on yesterday and for a very long time. But yeah, was he promoting anything or was just. That like- I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure. That was, that was he, you know, he mentioned he talked about Cashman uh, with the rant that he had, you know, b- with the F bombs mm-hmm. and everything. He talked yeah. about uh, Giancarlo Stanton's got to change his body type. Uh, so Ooh. I can't get you some well, of that. What
5: wouldn't even change his body type. It looks like. To stay adonis. healthy. Yeah.
7: I thought he was going to.
4: told him to transition or
7: something. No. You know. <laughs> no. No. He's <laughs> his got body is, type. The guy's a Don To stay on the field and stay healthy. Yeah. Well, maybe he's too tightened up i don't know too tight and then also i just got the audio uh, which i will edit now and have for you next hour reaction from travis and jason kelsey about the whole jason kelsey taylor swift nonsense in the suite from sunday
4: hi Boomer and geo on the fan and cbs sports networks so i told you yesterday that i was asked by spike our current program director to do this interview that had something to do with our company and Little Dicky, who is also known as Dave, who has a very successful FX show, and he's a very successful guy. And I said, sure, you know, no problem. I'll do this uh, interview with Little Dicky and it's some sort of sponsorship deal. And he said, thank you. I appreciate it. So then I got like, you know, 7 million emails about what was going to happen. I mean, you've probably been on things like this where they need you for something. The sponsor involves 6 million people are chiming in you. There's this. Here's that. Here's the rundown. Here's the questions. Here's the the timing. Here's the link. Here's the, like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, chill out. And then they're like, you got to have this specific microphone. You can't just do it on a regular Zoom. It needs to be. So I'm like, I don't, uh, uh, uh." like, I come in here and I have a microphone and I hit, on and then I talk like I don't have this set up at home we don't do that anymore so Spike's like hey I got a podcast whatever microphone you can plug it to your laptop fine so I bring that home and my wife currently I don't know what she has probably the flu she just can't get out of bed she is essentially bedridden the last couple of days so I have to and I'm not going to cancel anything because I want to go about my life so I got to figure out a way to juggle the two girls at night and figure to do this interview and everything else so I call my 77-year-old mother to come over because earlier in the day, earlier in the day, Louise, my mother-in-law, is now she's feeling the same things that Gina was feeling. So she left when I got home.
8: She, I felt
11: terrible.
4: You know, she's like walking out the door. <laughs> you, know, you know,
11: I felt terrible. So
4: I'm like, all right, so go home, get some rest. So she's out of the mix now. So I call my my mother to come over. She comes over. Somehow she forgets where my house is. Oh right boy. past
6: the
5: house <laughs> and stuff you know and <laughs> now you're bringing your 77 year old mother into a house with somebody no no sick. no but that's, here's the thing
4: that's not smart. she's but hold on a second don't okay. even give me that because the kids are fine i'm fine gina has been upstairs quarantined in his bedroom i got i got no choice at this point you know what i'm saying i have no choice you're bringing up uh, chicken soup uh all sorts of stuff all sorts of stuff so um so she's fine with it i told she knows the situation she's downstairs with the girl she's not even going upstairs so then she drives right past the house. So now I'm like, the clock is ticking. I got to get upstairs and set up this thing for this interview. And I, you know, I call her. I'm like, where are you?
3: Like, Why did you just pass
4: the house? She's like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You had the Christmas lights up last time I was here. You don't have them. I'm like, turn around. <laughs> um, so then she, she comes in. She comes into the house. I'm like, here. Here is the uh, the bottle you got to give Summer. This is their favorite movie. Put it down here. They want this. They want that. I got to make a set upstairs because I can't do this downstairs because if I did it downstairs, it'd be daddy, daddy. I was, roof, roof. you know, be doing this the whole time. So I, I go upstairs to the guest bedroom. I move the bed out of the way. I lug up a chair, lug up a desk, make a set in this thing, plug in the microphone, hit the link, the whole thing. Ready to go. You know, I hear downstairs, you know, just screaming and crying and chaos. And I'm basically running a hospice up there. (laughs) I sit down, get everything going. Boom. Camera's on. Mic's on. Ready to go. I send an email back. Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm logged in. Two minutes later, email comes back. Ding. Hey, uh, sorry, Gio, but little Dickie's schedule changed and we don't need you anymore. (laughs) And I
11: said... (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> you have to be kidding! me. So I just sat there and I was like, little <laughs> dick, little dickies, <laughs> schedule changed. Oh wow! So I get a phone call like immediately from the guy, the sales guy who's running this thing. Who it's not his fault. It was the other people's fault. So he calls me immediately. He says all the right things. Like I'm sorry, this was a cluster f, whatever. So and he goes, you don't deserve this. I I understand. I'm just like I could I could sit here and scream and yell to the end of time but it doesn't matter right i said this is just a moment in time that sucks and i'm not happy about it but what am i gonna do what am i gonna do so you know i texted spike and he of course is laughing about the whole thing because you should i mean if you're not me it's hilarious but when you're me you know, so then here I am going back down the stairs with the desk and the chair and the whole thing. Like I'm taking like pieces of decorative art and putting it behind me so it looks like I'm in a real place because this was apparently a very important thing for the company. So
5: yeah, that was uh that was last night. Not good, man. I was looking forward to hearing what the uh the interview was gonna be about. What was uh what were the initial questions about? Do you remember? God, it's
4: just I yeah, I can I can tell you I can tell you right now. if I can go back. It's it's just it's just hilarious. Uh, so, and
7: this
5: is a little Lil Dicky's podcast.
4: Right. Is that what this is? Right, yeah. Here we go. Um, a few other notes from us on this. Wanted to make sure you had all the info you need. You can address him as Dave rather than Little Dicky. He recently released a new album with songs from his FX show he's show just rap season three late with lots of celebrity celebrity cameos i'm like he's interviewing me what do i give a crap about any of this stuff
5: you know what i'm saying like what it sounds like to me you know that interview that you had to give with the fighter that you didn't know yeah right it sounds kind of like the same thing like you were interviewing him but so then
4: spike comes in email 55 is like just to be clear like he's interviewing geo right because you're giving him these facts about him and i don't know, like And then then here, here's Dickey is a Philly fan. You can talk about that. Their failed playoff run. Both New York teams being in bad shape. Your take's on anything related to the big game because we're not allowed to say Super Bowl. All of this. I'm telling you, email after email after email after email just to go up there, plug in this microphone, sit down, go, I'm ready. We don't need you. (laughs) You know, I got my wife's on her deathbed. (laughs)
5: You got your mother downstairs with the two kids, the dog, the screaming. Screaming. You have to build a set within five minutes. <laughs> perfect. That's like the perfect. Oh. I mean, and I just, and, and like you I you just got deed in the drive thru, man. Yeah, That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I got a little dickied. You got a little dickied in the drive thru, is what happened. <laughs> yes, 100%.
4: Yeah. But I, you know, I, I kind of I, I, I got rid of the anger quickly because I was proud of myself at that point. I was just like, I, I mean, I felt like, you know, you have that, like, you want to punch a wall type of thing, you know, yeah. like Peter Schwartz did. It's not a good and, job by our
5: program director, Spike. I wasn't. It really it's wasn't. I want to now, blame now, him, but now, I can't. I want to blame him, but I can't. Now I'm glad he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. No, he, I mean, it wasn't his fault. I don't even think it was the eight, the account executive's fault. It was just the old, it was these little Dickies handlers. who had their hands on Dicky. With the ones that <laughs> f this whole thing up They just that. basically said, "Oh, we don't need you anymore," so to so get out of here, like you know, it's like you come dick. on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that. So you asked me how it went this morning. I said yeah. I'll save it for the air.
5: After all of that yesterday, this is what you come back with. Yeah, it's tough. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's okay. We're good. Okay. We're good. A little bit We're of good. lack of respect there. We're good.
10: Yeah, I would agree with that.
4: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Mike in Manhattan, what's going on, Mike? <laughs>
10: Hey, you guys talking about Spike? The witch is dead, man. He's gone. You guys chased him right out of town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he couldn't.
4: He's like Jordan I, Montgomery. The pinstripes were heavy for him.
10: Now, I'd like to give a lineup if I can. I've been a listener since '88, so um, can I give a lineup? The way I would like to show the uh, the station
4: to be. Sure. Without and then hey, you can apply too. I think it's up there on Odyssey's mm-hmm. websites. So you can go ahead and apply. Line? But yeah, let's hear. Uh, let's hear your lineup.
10: After this, you'll probably hire me on the spot. First of all, the wrap-up, the warm-up show will start at 6.
4: 6 a.m., so all right, half,
10: like that. Half, half hour long, you guys start at 6.30, you go to 10. Okay. At, at 5 minutes to 10, it's, uh, it's Evan and Joe Beningo. That Joe can come into your show, mess around a little bit. And then after that is um, uh, Tiki and Tierney. And then we put a little show together. You know, I would like to bring Carlin and M- Malusis back, but every show will
5: only be three hours. Where's Sal so in this mix? Shows. Huh? Sal Licata. You are have- you are you firing Sal? Is that what you're doing? Oh, you're just getting oh, rid of him, Sal. kicking him to the curb?
10: Sal, I'll probably stick as the board op for mm. uh, Carlin and Mooks.
5: He's a good board so op guy. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, wow, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I like that,
4: actually. Probably, I like that mix, those three riff, guys. Those three guys would be I'll personal.
5: I'll Rip Jerry Recko
10: off the morning show and put Lepresti in there. Oh, gee! Jerry. But you just yeah. said the
4: warm-up show was going to go from six to six thirty. That's Jerry involved with that.
10: Yeah, we can move Jerry around. You know how you have, you know how you have the uh, what's his name, the uh, the jet fan and uh, La once in a while. Peter, Schwartz. Peter believe Schwartz, believe it. Peter Schwartz, Jerry sick all the time. Yeah. Here's a Jerry question: Does Jerry ever leave one sick day a year? When was. When was the last time you left one sick day on the table?
4: Yeah, you know, Mike, I'm, I'm not sure. It's a question for Jerry, maybe at about 8.25. We can...
10: Mike, you really don't like Jerry, huh? Well, Jerry, you know, Jerry, I grew up with guys like Jerry. As they're sweet-talking you, they're knifing you in the back. I, I remember seeing a video of Jerry dancing behind Boomer, and he's making fun goofy faces behind the number one league, you know? Yeah. And Jerry is Jerry.
5: He's Jerry, right?
10: Yeah,
4: talk about disrespect. Yeah, you know that's doing oh. those goofy faces and stuff. But yeah, you know, I really do, Mike. I love your idea of Carlin and Moose with Sal as the board op. Now we'd have to train Sal again on the board, but I think,
2: <laughs> I think that would
4: be perfect. I think that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, you'll know, get those guys together. You know, and yeah. that
2: five minute Evan and Joe B show from nine fifty five to ten. <laughs> five minutes that's what he
4: said no i think what he meant was he just comes in here for five minutes before 10 o'clock and then they have their show at 10 o'clock but no i mean all kidding aside okay that was a horrendous idea <laughs> i do like the fact you were keeping us where we where we are yes and then shaving a half and hour shaving
5: a half hour off yeah, as, it as long
4: we yeah, are right as long as we don't have to shave any pay off, i would take that mm. You know, I've been trying to shave off days, <laughs> <laughs> right, and miles too. <laughs> we get right, right
2: exactly.
12: Yeah, we're, yeah, building a studio somewhere, and the- and if I is on six o'clock, would he get paid
2: for that then? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm losing that thirty minutes of my show. Exactly, just like you guys are.
5: Right, you have to start I, paying. So the radio he thinks station. you guys six to six thirty, as opposed to five to uh, five thirty to six.
4: They're five to six. Five to six. I mean, yeah, we only get a half hour.
5: Uh, at a, at a half hour. Make it 90 minutes of Alan Jerry.
4: I think we should also have McMonigle on from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yes. Every night. <laughs> just just grind him. Just let him go right through. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Get to, you know, basically like learning on the job. you just grinding out those hours.
12: Go through I mean, every Yankee minor league affiliate <laughs> roster.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right, Boomer, get us coming up to ten, by the way.
4: All right, Boomer and Gio, comedy alive for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network, inching closer and closer to Championship Weekend tomorrow night. We got the Big Tellers event with Coach Cower and Boomer and me. And I was getting that we were having, you know, we're talking about maybe stopping in the Portland. That got the whole town all riled up. I mean, oh, and sorry I said, about that. and I said, you know, you just gotta everybody relax. I don't, don't expect this to happen. I mean, it, there's a chance. There's a small chance that it happens, but don't expect
9: it to happen.
4: You know, I had all sorts of texts and I'm went, when should I be there? What time do you think? Can I get I them? Yeah, in? I'm not
5: dragging Coach Cower all over South Shore of Long Island. That's what I said. You know, I mean, I got to be careful with this. You know, I only get him a day or two a year. That is true. I don't want to abuse it. And this is a long way. I mean,
4: i sure sure it would be great. It'd be one of the great moments in Portly Villager history. You know, if both you guys walked in there and were hanging out at the same time. But I well, not put I mean, I'm not putting any pressure. I mean, I've
5: been there plenty of times.
4: You've yeah, been there twice. Yeah, it's true. But I'm seeing both you guys. Ed and Cody I've Cameron. been
5: in there well before this show. Really? Yes. Good. Nice. So See what I'm it, wearing uh, today, by the way? What are you wearing? Oh, yeah, I got the guy. Got the Port- there you got Your yeah. quarter's in. Nice. Box. Okay, good. And
4: I was like, I might as well give him a little love even if you guys are not going to show up there, but I am excited for that. Right. And I'm excited to get Coach Cower. I told you I had a great conversation with Coach Cowher off the air in Atlanta during that Super Bowl where I was actually going to the hotel gym every day because I was totally into working out at that time in my life, and I was on the treadmill, and behind me heard, uh,
2: uh. <sighs>
4: <laughs> I said, I know that grunt. I turned around as Coach Coward doing uh, uh bench pressing, and then we talked for like a half an hour's awesome conversation. But I don't get them a lot off the air. You know, we we talked yes. to them on the air. I don't get them a lot off the air. So to get them off the air on Thursday at Tellers is awesome, and there's still a few tickets left. I yeah, believe. A couple, yep, or just a few at TellersChopHouse.com. You just click on the Boomer Assayson at Tellers Next Door link. And you can, it brings your right to where you can buy tickets, obviously, mm-hmm. all of it benefiting the foundation, tax-deductible, all of that good and my stuff. My staff
5: said it's ready to rock and roll. Teller's all ready to roll. It's going to be a first-class event, great food, great drinks, and hopefully a fun time with you, me, and Coach. Absolutely. Well, hopefully. It's a lock. Yes. It's going to be
4: a fun time. Okay. Absolute lock. Germit in Hoboken is on the fan. What's up, Germit?
8: hey guys hey boomer hey geo love the show thank, thank you hear you. me meet. what's happening guys so i have two comments first one you know i i listen to your show every day morning on my morning walk to work on odyssey so i'm still on the 7 a.m hour so i'm an hour behind <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a long <laughs> walk <laughs> yeah it's a long walk hanger where
5: you're walking to and from
8: so i walk uh, well i mean i commute so i go from Hoboken to New York City. Oh, there we go. So I take a path train and then uh, walk over another 20 blocks. Okay. So I, was, I get I a little exercise in. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is, I'm sure there are like millions of people coming from, you know, Hoboken, Jersey, Newark, Harrison. And just like me, I feel a lot of other people will enjoy listening into the show because mm-hmm. you guys bring so much cheer and joy, to be honest. Oh, thank you, um, and I feel like you should be, or the show should be, like promoting uh, some of this, you know, in the paths, in the buses. Like I want to see more of like Boomer and Geo mentioned all over, uh, you know, Jersey side of the Hobo, uh, of the Hudson.
5: Are oh, you mean like uh, like in promotions and like billboards and things of that nature?
8: Yes, the billboards, and if you go into, like, you know, subways and path trains, right? Yes. Like, how there is always, like, some promotion of... For
5: all these crappy other shows, shows out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
4: Uh, yeah, the the uh, promotional budget for radio mm-hmm. these days uh, does not exist, to be quite frank with you, Ghermeet, but... Mm-hmm. We would love that. It's not because we don't want it. It's just yeah. one of those things that they choose not to
5: spend money plus, on. Anymore. Uh, no, we we end up promoting ourselves more most of the time anyway. Yeah,
8: yeah. yeah. I, I think we need to set up like a fundraiser or GoFundMe page for this. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, there's better yeah. causes than that. But we we love your dedication to the yes. show, your meat. Yes, and and by the way, we did do. That Boomer and Geo Live over there in Jersey City, and we were hanging out there. That was a big promotion in that area, at White Eagle Hall. I know, Hall. The,
8: the White Eagle Hall. You actually opened me up to White Eagle Hall. Now I go there uh, with my wife, you know, some Fridays for other shows that they have.
4: Oh, nice. Look at that, like indie bands and all sorts of stuff that they have there.
8: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that whole area is growing up more like, I would say, Brooklyn, you know, they're blocked off the street. You can just walk. The bars are there. Very nice restaurants. So it's all coming along very, very nicely.
4: Well, we appreciate you listening every day, Gurmeet. And uh, did you have to, do you wanted to say something about Phil Sims? Yes, Al told yes, yes, me?
8: Yes. So I have a second comment, which was, you know, like I said, I'm at a 7 a.m. hour and how, uh you guys talked about Phil Sims Uncensored, right? Yeah. So now that has got me curious. Like, I have to find Phil Sims Uncensored. I don't know how that looks like.
4: You're not going to find and- it, Gurmit, I'm telling you. He is a guy. He's a professional. He keeps his off-air stuff off-air. He is hilarious. You're not going to find anything on YouTube of Phil Sims Uncensored. And-, and quite frankly, I don't... I would love to see it selfishly, but I I also don't think it'd be good for his his brand of who he is. Like, I just I think
8: think about it. Right. So that's the thing I want to if Phil is listening. Right. Mm -hmm. Just the example is Brian Cranston, right from earlier years. He was like a model dad, much like Phil now. Right. And then he moved into Breaking Bad and became like the, you know, the badass or the baddest ass drug dealer. Yeah. And
4: that has become his new brand. I'd
8: love, to
5: see, I'd love to see Phil as a drug dealer. Yes. that would be great. The a badass drug Bad dealer, Phil drug dealer,
4: Yes, yeah, Gurmeet, we appreciate the call and uh, get to work safe and, and keep listening. But that's different. That's an actor portraying a role. When Phil is uncensored off the air, that is
5: that is organically and yeah, truly Phil Sims. If you want to see him uncensored, just go knock on his door. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I mean, he used to call, didn't he? Used to
4: call Eddie. Off the air, and when you were producing shows and just rip people to you, oh yeah. He, but he didn't want to go on and talk to the host. He just needed to get it off his chest.
5: Oh yeah, it happened all the time.
4: Yeah, and he like that is essentially the the greatest version of Phil Sims.
5: Well, he does a he does a podcast with the son Matt, and but it's he, like it's his a, Super Football stuff. Yeah, it's though. Super Football stuff. But you can you, if you know him, I know him. Yeah. yeah. So when when I watch that. I see i there's some of that in there, oh, there is, yeah, but you won't like, but you have to know him to understand it,
10: yeah,
4: okay, yeah, yeah. he he did do, I remember with that Zach Wilson or Zach Wilson, <laughs> Zach Gelb interview he did. And he was asked about Tommy DeVito starting over Daniel Jones during yes, the middle. Of, and yes. he, he, there was a little bit of that that came out in that Zach Gelb interview. He was like, well, let me think about it. No. <laughs>
5: I was like, whoa. Yeah. And a
4: little bit, a little taste. Right. A little taste of that. Maybe,
5: maybe what we should do after this year's Super Bowl, since we'll all be together.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: We should have a few Casamigos after the game, go right to the studio, turn the microphones on, and just let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> That'd
4: be great. That'd be fun. And we'll see what happens. And we won't, we won't put it out live. We'll just see what happens, and then we'll take make sure we take some of the stuff out. I don't want to listen. I, we don't need to get Phil Sims canceled here. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'll be right there with him. Okay, all right, very good. So are you? Yeah, I will. Nick in New Jersey. What's going on, Nick? Boom,
5: Geo, love you guys, man. What's Thanks, up? Thanks, Nick. What's happening?
13: Uh, Gio, I, just, <laughs> I was just on Instagram, and I follow Little Dicky on Instagram. Yeah, um, I saw he put up a story. He was sitting courtside at the Lakers-Clippers game last night, which I oh. think lines up with the time you were supposed to be. Whoa. No, I don't Whoa. think it
4: does because that's out in L.A., right? So that was what tipped off 10 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern time, and I, this was for 7 p.m. Eastern time. So that would be so we, would have been 4 o'clock we, out there.
13: Oh, so he uh, – okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of Lil Dicky, but I'm also a huge fan of you guys. I wasn't trying to stir it up.
4: <laughs> no, I listen. I, appre- I appreciate it, and he's super talented. I'm not. I don't even necessarily blame him. It's not his fault. He's probably thinking, "What the hell am I doing this stupid crap for anyway?" Let me get out of here. It was just the people that were like handling him. I think were the ones that screwed it up. You know, Spike. He wasn't. He Spike was Spike. Asked you to should have do it. It's on Spike, man. Spike was feeding some feral raccoon somewhere like a bottle of milk. Can't
5: wait to Spike call me. <laughs> spike up. was in no part of it. Like there's no way. Spike's gonna call me up next year and say, hey, can you come on and talk about Jalen Hurts? And I'll say, yeah, fine. And then I'm not gonna show up for the interview. Just because of this.
4: <laughs> That'd be great. I appreciate that. I like that. I got that. you back Biggs. I like that.
5: You spike <laughs> you spike
4: <laughs> I know we're having fun with this. Yeah. It really was not his fault. I, do, I really was not his fault. But, I mean, it's things like this that show you that he couldn't handle this job, you know? Right. It's situations like this that show you that he has to go and and spread his wings elsewhere. Go to Philadelphia. Right. Climb back into Oh, there. There we go. Little There's
5: bit. old Dickie. Who's he with there? Who's that? Fetty Wop maybe? The Fetty Wap and little Dickie? I don't know. I'm not sure.
2: Um, Any idea how, who uh, little Dickie's sitting with? I-, I do not know who that is. Might be Fetty it's well. Hard to see. He's wearing sunglasses. Uh, Steven Waldron, CBS Sports. What's up, guys?
9: His name is Gata. G A T A. G A T A.
4: Gata? Gata. Okay. Oh, there we go. Gata, like, like Gata. Alligator? Like Alligator. Like Alligator. So was, hmm. You a Gata fan, Steven Waldron? What was that? Sorry. Are you a Gata fan?
9: I just learned his
13: name from. People
5: screaming in the control room. Oh, really? By the you way, got a it sounds like, like you're a little under the weather, Stephen. Just the voice. Just the voice, okay. How are those tickets for Cirque du Soleil coming?
9: Uh, stand by. <laughs> I think you turned
5: everybody off on it. Oh, oh It's not us that turned people off to Cirque right. du Soleil. It's Cirque du Soleil that turned people off to Cirque du Soleil. No, Cirque du Soleil is actually a fun uh, show. Is... uh. Are you a little Dickie fan, a Dave fan? I know the show. I've never seen it though. Okay,
4: what's with this voice thing? We got to get this figured out. Did all last winter you had this terrible voice situation.
9: Yeah, you didn't even know it was me. I remember.
4: Yeah, so I mean, did, did they ever tell you what's going
2: on? Like, why every winter do you sound like a different guy?
13: <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, it's a pain. Uh, you know what? Everyone
2: yes. on the internet says if you go uh, carnivore, cures everything. <laughs> yeah, just go carnivore. Are you eating seed oils and processed meats?
3: Lots of
4: them. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm telling you. That's why I'm walking. I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to get cocky immune system right now. I'm not going cocky immune system. I'm knock on wood. I'm not doing it. I'm about to do it, but I'm not going to do it. I have residual phlegm, but other than
5: that, I'm pounded through everything. So this guy Gata is in the sh- series Dave. With, okay. With Dave or Lil Dickie or whatever we're calling everybody <laughs> now. I have no idea. We, you know, we need some names.
4: Right. All I know is I got little dicked last night. <laughs> Waiting for him to pop on my laptop. <laughs> That's all I know. He's
9: a hype man in the show.
4: He's a hype man in the show? Okay. I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> uh. Get some of that. What was that? Buckley's cough drops? Buckley's? Yes. Buckley's yes. Canadian cough drops. Get some of those. Uh, Jason is Got in it. Brooklyn. What's going on, Jason?
13: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I just have two comments, if you don't mind. Yeah, go, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, of yeah, course. So- this one's for Jerry Reco, just to cheer him up a little bit. So, I know, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, by the way, but I live in Brooklyn. So, prior to KD coming over here, that whole fiasco, I was kind of rooting for the Nets because they had a really good uh, good squad, even though they weren't really, you know, they were just very competitive. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. I think if you want to make the Nets relevant, um, you know, hire Jeff Van Gundy, um, and, you know, in the, in the, the off season, mm-hmm. That'll...
4: That's well, interesting. I yeah, I like that. You yeah. know, and it wasn't part of the reason why they said they let Jeff Van Gundy go was to make it easier for him to jump back into coaching if he wanted to. Was I, I Did I read that somewhere? It's says somehow there's a faint memory of that. But, yeah, that's that would be a really good one. Because especially, like, well, Knicks fans would pay attention to that, too, with Jeff Van Gundy's ties to the organization. Yeah. So I do like that.
13: Yeah, I think he'll, you know, like, it'll be, I think he likes being the, like, the little arch enemy, you know? Because when he left the Knicks, I think he left the Knicks, it was something had to do with something with 9 and then, I think what the next
5: Yeah, year, he was, was, he was overwhelmed. Season. Like, he, he yeah. became... like he I, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he was just overwhelmed by the whole thing and the loss of some people in his life and stuff like that. So, yes.
0: Yeah. But I think so. he's
5: ready to go back to coaching. Well, he's oh. working for the Boston Celtics now. Yeah, it's unfortunate,
13: but... Um... It'll be, it'll be great because, you know, I think a lot of Knicks fans are Jeff and Gundy fans. You know, I think they always, you know, he was always under, you know, underappreciated, not for the Knicks, but in the NBA because of the whole thing with Pat Riley. Yes. Um, but, but I think that, I don't think that'll spark the Nets. And, you know, I want to see the Nets being relevant because I am from Brooklyn, <laughs> you know, but I am always going to root for the Knicks if they play the Nets. Did
5: you go to the game last night or no?
13: No, I watched it on TV. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna wait for the Nets tickets to get cheaper, than I'll go <laughs>
3: and I'll be whatever. Perfect, <laughs> love it, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the
4: okay. call. Yeah. Oh, that's I, he might have had something else, I just hung okay. up. on. I didn't know that. I feel bad for Jason. Sorry, Jason. Good call back too, know, by the way. That's uh, a good idea. Uh, yeah, I do like that idea. I remember. I mean, Jeff Van Gundy's press conferences towards the end there were, I mean, nobody looked unhealthier than that man. Yeah, he was tough. Yeah, I mean, no. he was just pale. He had bags under his eyes. I remember he'd have a Diet Coke sitting in front of him. And I just remember, he'd be like, you know, we didn't rebound the basketball like we need to. The only guy out there who was playing with heart was Larry. And that just every game, it was the same thing.
5: He sounded like Stephen Waldron.
4: And Larry, he yeah, really He did. He had the same throat disease that Stephen Waldron. We all all have that this time of year. Uh, We do. It does happen. But I feel like Stephen, like we talk a lot. Stephen does not. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So if you imagine if he talked as much as we did, he'd be be a mute. It's amazing. Every time we do
5: reach out to him, uh, guys. there's always a different voice on the other end. It always sounds different.
4: Maybe he's just going home early and it's one of the other guys like Giselle or something is trying to sound like Stephen. Maybe that's what it is. That could be it. You know, like, hey guys, you just pretend you sound congested or something. <laughs> I'll believe it's me because I got to get
5: home. <laughs> Enough of this. I got to beat the traffic. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. He's looking forward to Vegas. He's going to be fine. You got field hockey Vegas.
13: on the seat. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
4: All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Is a Fender Rhodes piano? Is that what this is?
2: I feel like it's. I'm not sure. This is a Billy Joel. though. deep cut, deep cut. You know what the Fender Rhodes piano is? Like
4: it just sounds. It sounded different. It it had its day in like the 60s. It would show up in Beatles songs and stuff. And it just has a different sound to it. It's like electronic type of sound. By the way, Billy Joel's coming out with a new song. Why?
5: I thought like a new album. <laughs> it's at least one new song. I thought it was a new album. <laughs> if it's a new album, I he's didn't down know in that. Florida. No. He's got more money now. They've project.
2: just announced a song so oh, far.
5: Just one, one song. song, yeah. Okay. But yeah. is he working
4: on an album? Doesn't say. Uh, Billy Joel dropped first new song in nearly twenty years. Yeah, it
7: is. Turn the lights back on. February 1st. So maybe he's not going to stop doing his shows at the Garden. He's got a new song. Bust that out, right? When reached for comment, Jerry said, why? (laughs) I just, you're Billy Joel. Like, you don't need a new song. You've got 4,000 great ones already. Yeah, I mean, I
4: think he probably, at this point in his life, would rather not be performing and he can go into the studio, release a song, maybe gets the money that way. But
7: here's my question, and this is part of the why. How do they make money anymore? No one buys discs. They get pennies on the dollar from the right from the music. Yeah, but he'll, he'll get
4: he'll get some money from this. It's, yeah, he'll.
7: I think he'll get some,
4: especially if he writes it and it's streaming okay. and all yeah, that. Yeah, I, mean, sure. you get Spotify, I didn't think they made Apple any money music, unless they the toured. Thing. Now, that's generally where yeah. they get the most money
5: from. But there, so there's no instead doubt. of a
12: concert a month, they'll just now do a song a
5: month. <laughs> yeah, so i was thinking Maybe what we should do is maybe we should buy his house over there in Center Island and put a studio there. And we could all live together like in a like in a commune. Commune, yeah. Mm. Be like a cult. Yeah. You seen this s- house out there? Center Island? Yeah. Take a look at it. It's, it's amazing.
4: Well, it doesn't sound like we're going to be able to afford
2: this. Nah, now, so it's, it's
5: a little bit out of our price range. I right can't afford now. my house. House <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> on Center Island. It's for sale. So, <laughs> Joel. Yeah, here we go.
4: Uh... Yeah. Inside Billy Joel's spectacular Long Island waterfront. Ma- oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, what was
7: it $30 million? No. It's got
4: to be more. more
7: than that. More. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. more than that. 49. Yeah. 49. 49. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 a no, bucks. no, 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 no,
5: no, 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 Al, you can have the garage. i take that. It's about yeah, the size of my place now. Exactly. Well, no, be bigger. much
2: bigger.
5: It's like a 10-car garage, I
4: think. <laughs> Eddie can just sleep outside. He'd probably prefer that. Just give him like a husky dog and a tent. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this place is crazy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, there you go. So uh, apparently we're going to play, I was told, we're going to play part of this Billy Joel song. Like we're going to, when it comes out, we're going to get like a preview of it. And wow. We're going to play it here.
5: Are you doing an interview with Little Dicky on that?
12: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. Is this a Spike idea? Because if it is, you don't have to listen to it.
5: <laughs> it wasn't a
4: Spike idea. It was a Spike suggestion. He's like, they're asking if you guys want to play. I was like, There's no harm in that. Oh, great, I yeah. love Billy Joel. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, and then uh, Michael Del Judas get working on it. Michael <laughs> Judas
5: came in and uh, well, we, we called in and played a song for us, didn't he?
12: Yep. <laughs> oh, oh,
4: yeah. yeah. During,
5: during COVID. That was a very
12: depressing song. Very depressing song. That was a COVID-19. pandemic kickoff the summer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're gonna do
4: virtual kickoff this and summer. And it
12: went about as well as you might expect. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. And Poor then Mike. Remember the the best part about that was the winner of <laughs> we gave away a Boomer and Geo virtual barbecue. Right. Yes, Where I we would send that? them yes. stuff and pay for pay for this barbecue with like your family we thought so that this thing got effed up so many different <laughs> ways so the first thing was it was like tell us about your backyard who's got the best backyard to host this party but it turned into who had the worst life <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
12: who knew the most people who
4: had died from, from COVID. covid yeah yes it was like my mother my father my grandfather my uncle, I got another one on a
12: respirator. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I wish we still had the text messages between Al and I uh, from that show. Oh, uh, my God. And we're
4: like, hey, how big's your deck? He's like, well, you know, my father's in the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Man, do
5: you have a tough. Weber grill. That was tough.
4: <laughs> yeah. And then when we <laughs> when the winner is announced, we do this Zoom with them, with all of us. And like this was during the time you weren't, a, this was the height of COVID. So you weren't allowed technically to have a lot of people. They had like 500 <laughs>
7: mother effers <laughs> in their backyard. <laughs> it was like a
4: Trump rally. <laughs> like, and like, so we recorded it. We were supposed to put it out. We on social. We couldn't, couldn't do it, it because <laughs> people were going to get mad that there was a, a gathering of that many people. Some people were going to get mad. Not all people. Some oh people. Oh, my God. What a mess that was. I mean we tried. Good times. <laughs> we Good tried. Good times is right. We
12: really tried to Oof. do the best we could. Holy man. And we didn't shake that off till the boat party.
4: Which by the way, we had to have COVID restrictions during that too. I know. We were only allowed to sell X amount of tickets because of capacity rules in New York State. And that oh. still looked pretty great. You just realized okay. just how stupid all that was. <laughs> I know. I listen, I oh. I know I, I know lots of people passed away. But there's another side of that that we're going to look back on. And I know say a lot of people have lost the, their
5: jobs for no reason right, exactly. whatsoever.
4: But it's going to be one of the like uh, biggest crimes against humanity. We have seen some of the people that lost their jobs and got businesses shut down and the mental damage that children had to deal with and their graduation screwed and all this stuff. Healthy young adults or kids who had their entire lives flipped sideways because no one knew what they were doing. Whatever. It's for another day. Okay. Uh, Jerry, Aaron Rogers on the line yes. right now. Aaron <laughs> <Rogers>. <laughs> uh, God. Uh,
7: what do you got there, Jerry? Brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone after the Nets had blown a nine-point lead to start the fourth quarter. They were trying to come back on the Knicks and could not.
3: Nets break apart. O'Neal gets it into Bridges near the midcourt line. Bounce pass. Cam Johnson. Right wing three for the tie. No good. Randall with a rebound. Surrounded and fouled with 3.1 to go. Sam Johnson got a good look, but it missed.
2: (laughs) We're outside! Someone sent me a very funny
7: Photoshop of me and little Dickie next to each other Mm. with a nice little caption there. Didn't go so good for you like it didn't for the Nets last night, but good for the Knicks, who win 108-103. They outscored the Nets uh, by 14 in the fourth quarter. Jacques Vaughn says they simply beat us. It comes down to... uh, uh, the multiple bodies that they're sending to the rim, which
9: we knew they were going to—that's a part of their game plan. Um, but we got to hit and come away with it somehow uh, if we want to win ball games like these. And they're not, not winning. Not that, that I'm
5: at the Jacques Vaughn's job or any of that other stuff. But we did have a caller call in who probably had a pretty good idea for the Nets if they want to get back to legitimacy, which was uh, hire Jeff Van Gundy as our coach <clears throat> next
7: year. Oh, well. A, it's not Jock Vaughn's fault. A, you know, well, he has he, not had a good year.
5: Yeah, but here's the problem. He's picking up the pieces of the remnants of no, his, his No,
7: his lineups are all over the place. He doesn't play the hot hand sometimes. Cam Thomas should be playing more than he... No, they, trust me. There are issues. If you're a Net fan, you're not thrilled with Jock Vaughn. Well, maybe maybe
5: Jeff Van Gundy is your coach next year. How's that sound? That would be very interesting. That was a pretty good idea. Gio and I actually thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I know that players are generally the thing
4: that drives the engine in the NBA, but if you're yeah. going to say that a coach, coach could a coach could come in and do that, it, Jeff Van Gundy would, especially in New York with his history in this city. Yeah. So that's I, I I, thought it was a good idea. Where's as well. Phil Jackson? <laughs> I'm joking. God, he's it's cool. a high somewhere <laughs> in a, on a mountaintop with a goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he is. He's doing goat yoga.
7: <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in Montana. The crazy oh part is God. he might be. No, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Very possible. Yeah. Um, here was Jalen Brunson. We played this highlight earlier about the, the block shot with the Nets on the break and then Josh Hart saving the ball. The Knicks go down the other way. They get the Julius Randle dunk. Really a big play in the game. Here was Brunson on that play and how they handled it. Play
6: of the year so far. Yeah. Um, Important time in the game, uh, the hustle, and then finish on the other end. That's a. That's pretty big. And he's been pretty
7: big. 30 points. Same for Randall. The Knicks moved 10 games over 500 now at 27 and 17, having won four straight. Uh, elsewhere of note, Clippers beat the Lakers 127, 116. No LeBron in that game. And the Bucks at 30 and 13 fired head coach Adrian Griffin. Here was Thibodeau, Tibbs, on the firing of Griffin, despite the fact that Milwaukee was having a pretty good season.
0: It's uh, unfortunate. It's the sad part of the business. Good man, good coach. You hate to see it, but that's our reality. That's what you've signed up for. So
7: don't know if it's gonna be Doc Rivers or not. Indications are it will be, but there is nothing firm on that as of now. College basketball tonight, St. John's plays Villanova. Seton Hall is home for Providence. From the NFL, I'll give you one from the Chiefs Bills on Sunday in terms of where Buffalo goes from here. Here's their head coach Sean McDermott. Says we're still in a good spot. Got the quarterback. What do you do with Joe Brady now at this point going into the offseason? you got to have the buy-in from your franchise quarterback, or any quarterback for that matter.
11: and um, Certainly, at the end of the day, it'll be my decision. And um, But, um, yeah, it's, I respect Josh's opinion, uh, respect his
5: position on it, and, and uh, it does it does factor into the overall equation. be nice to have some stability in the offense, especially with the way that they played and the way that he finished. I mean, he had, I would say, a good 11 games, Josh Allen I'm talking about, 11 games where he was the best player in the NFL. I mean, he was that
7: dynamic. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do. Uh, They're not playing this weekend because the Chiefs beat them and they moved on to Baltimore. Now, during that game, you had uh, Travis on the field, Jason Kelsey in the suite. Of course, Taylor Swift was there. So they released portions of this New Heights podcast, which I saw this morning. So here's Jason talking about how his wife was basically begging him to act properly around Taylor Swift since I guess they were meeting her for the first time. She's like, do not be on your best
1: behavior. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep (laughs) at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm.
7: He says, "At the end of the day, I am what I am.
1: I want to make my like, best first impression. This is my best chance. My best
5: if first I'm,
9: impression is a the worst impression ever. So I I can just build from that
7: point. Nice oh, yeah, and exactly. All right. So we know he was shirtless. He was chugging beers. He was jumping into the crowd. So how did it go? Well, Travis revealed. Well, Tay says she absolutely loved you. So. He did. <laughs> Well, I felt like it was a scene out of old school where Will Ferrell's dude, running. Dude, I got so many of those We're going gifs. streaky. Right, so they would go on. But Come apparently, on, we'd all
5: love to hang out with that guy. I, I yeah, don't give a crap what sure.
4: you say. Except for Patrick Mahomes Sr., who was.
7: Exactly, he didn't seem very happy. <laughs> He did
12: not seem to enjoy that
5: situation. I like the way that you know Travis calls Tay Tay.
7: Yes, and I know. Very nice. And how Kay about loved it. Yes. and how about Brittany Mahomes? It sounds like she's really found herself a found herself a best bud. They were out on the town again the other night. Was yeah. this in Kansas
5: City or here in New York.
7: That I'm not sure of. I just saw the photos of her getting out of the uh, the limo with with Taylor Swift. Yeah, but pretty exciting How about yeah. that. When does Jackson
4: force kiss Taylor Swift? Is that going to be happening sometime soon? Maybe championship game.
5: I know you. That better it. not happen. I know you hate it. I love it, man. I'm looking forward to this. Like you know, if they do win this
7: week and that two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, you know what? It's gonna it's gonna be insane. As she flies in from Tokyo, right? That's right. And then you've got so you got this game this week with the Chiefs and the Ravens, the AFC Championship game, and you've got coaches that want a lot from their fans: be loud, be be present. Here was John Harbaugh with the message to the Ravens fans.
5: Just like we tell our players, get a good night's rest, you know, get a good meal before the game,
7: night before the game, you know, get your, get your clock set, uh, get, get, your, get your game time ready. So spiritually, mentally, physically, I like it. be ready to go,
3: be ready fans. to be loud and be proud and rock that stadium.
5: I just hope it's not too loud <laughs> that we can't much. hear each other, talk to each other on the NFL today. I, I hear you. we got a two-hour show on Sunday. Two hours? Two hours. Oh, one wow. to three, yes. On the field? Uh, yeah, we'll be on the field, yeah. They making you interview anybody and running that whole thing? No, I, I I'm sure Drew's got the other guys doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't. He hasn't asked me to do much. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Leaving you alone? Last,
2: any musical performances? I think there, there are, is. Yeah. There's probably, I, we have nothing to do with that. Yeah, but you're trying to do it. I just
5: don't have a speaker behind us. <clears throat> and they're telling me they have told us that the Baltimore Ravens have been very very supportive of us being there and making sure that everything's right for us. Mm. It's one of the best run organizations in the NFL by the way. And you know you know how you know that? Cuz there's never any controversy. A lot of stability. Yeah, but there's never any controversy. I mean like they they just play good every year. They play tough every year. Not lately. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, Ray Lewis, no, Ray comments, Rice, I mean, yeah, but those guys. Mark
4: Jackson's contract last year. Yeah, quitting that's not on a controversy.
5: Team. That's just normal business. That was a controversy. And by the way, Ray Lewis is probably the greatest middle linebacker I've ever played. I'm not saying he didn't have controversy in his personal life. Yeah. He did. And Ray Rice had controversy in his personal life. He, you know, they, they all, every team has that. But this team is right now one of the most. Successful stable franchises
7: in the NFL. And did you see just quickly, um, I only saw the headline right before I walked in. Um, it wasn't pro football talk. Um, can't think of what it was, but it said momentum for Belichick to Falcons losing steam. How is that possible? Uh internally, that's how that's internally possible. what? If the owner wants them, you hire them.
5: Right, but he may say to the owner, look, if we're if I'm coming in here, and this is this is I wish every coach would do this. And I don't know if Brian Dable did it here. I don't know if Rob saw. I can't see doing it. But Bill Belichick is an established great coach of all time. Yeah. So when he goes and sits down with an owner, he's going to say, look, if you think you have a losing culture in your building, I got to get everybody out of the building. I can't have spies. I can't have shiv, shiv stickers right. Right behind <laughs> me. I mean, I can't have your guys stickers. in here, my guys yeah. in here, and they don't get along. Yeah. I mean, I need that. I need to have a tight building no tweeting, no, Ugh. you know, leaks, none of that crap. You know how Aaron Rodgers talking about the leaks out of the Jets and all this other stuff? Yeah. I mean, he's the biggest leak because he goes on, you know, McAfee every week. But I would just say that the reason why that's not happening faster is because I'm sure there are people in that building that want to keep their jobs. And they are the ones that could be leaking.
7: I suppose, this yes. This kind you, of crap. You might be right. To save their jobs. But I
5: understand that because that's kind
7: of human nature. Uh, Rangers lost to the Sharks in overtime 3-2 despite having a 2-0 lead in the third. And the Islanders fell to the Golden Knights 3-2 as well.
4: the fan and CBS Sports Network. So you were just talking about Bill Belichick and the Atlanta Falcons. And Jerry seeing a headline where maybe that relationship is not going to happen. Bill Belichick not coaching the Falcons. But out on the West Coast, the rumors and the headlines are different with the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh's. He was down there for a second interview. And the word that was used in the reports was striking distance. They're in within striking distance of hiring Jim Harbaugh, I happen to love Jim Harbaugh. I loved him as a NFL head coach. I loved him at Michigan. I think he's quirky and great and works with quarterbacks tremendously well. Uh, His defenses in college were very good. His defenses, the 49ers, were very good. So he is going to. I I would be in that division. I understand there's a lot of good teams there. But he will get. The absolute best out of Justin Herbert. I have no doubt in my mind the way that Justin Herbert is prepared, his talent, good guy, all that stuff. I think Jim Harbaugh is the best
5: coach available to make him into what all Charger fans want him to be. I'll tell you who the best coach available is to make him the best player he can be. His name is Ben Johnson. He's the offense coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Never been head coach, though. I know. Runs an unbelievable offense. But he's going to be the head coach of the Commanders. I told you that. So you're telling me that's that's a lock? Yeah. Head coach of the Commanders? Yes.
4: Ben Johnson? Yes. Grain of salt spot? Nope. Lock spot?
5: Lock spot. Lock spot! And I'm telling you what's going on in Atlanta. Okay? I'm telling you. Oh, the whole thing with the... Belichick uh, sits down with Arthur Blank. They have a great meeting.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Belichick knows. Look, I want I want a tight building. I want everybody in that building to be pulling in the same direction. I am not stepping – I don't have to because I'm Bill Belichick. I'm not stepping into a building where I have to inherit certain people at certain levels of the organization that I don't believe are going to have our best interest in hand. Mm. And the way that I see things is this way. The way this other person sees things may be that way. And I know that going in. So I'm not taking a job unless all this other stuff is wiped out. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and Bill Belichick could do that. I mean, and that's what he has to do. That's what he built in New England for all those years. And you can say whatever you want about the last three years or four years without Tom Brady. But for the years that he had Tom Brady there and, and they worked together, man, you never you never heard anything coming out of that building. No, I mean, and he had characters
4: there. Obviously, I mean, listen, they had the Aaron Hernandez thing when Belichick was there. That was crazy. That was nuts. That did happen uh, under his watch. But for the most part, the stuff that you're talking about... Uh, We have a lot of drama, social media, nonsense, some of the crap that you see come out of the Jets building. None of that stuff. You tend to forget,
5: you know, he had Charlie Weiss up there, Scott Pioli up there, Nick Cassero up there. Uh, You know, he had all these coaches that have come and gone through there and never a bad word ever said about Bill Belichick by anybody. I mean, there may be a player or somebody that may be disgruntled somewhere along the line. Uh. But every player that I have seen that has talked about Coach Belichick has said they're better. Because of him. And that goes all the way back to Lawrence Taylor with the Giants. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, he may be, he might run a tough ship, but they win. Most of the time they win. And, um, you know, if he is sitting down with an owner and the owner is willing to give him control of the organization, the football part of it, then you (laughs) got to give him total control. You can't, you can't have him inherit people that have been a part of a losing organization. Yeah, I mean,
4: and some of these owners, they are loyal to certain guys, and that's a tough decision for them. But the term that you always use is ruthless. And if Arthur Blank wants to bring in a guy like Bill Belichick, unfortunately, some of the guys that he likes in the building may have to go. And that's the decision he's going to
5: have to make. He's got a pretty good team. They have a, obviously they've drafted reasonably well over the last few years. They just couldn't they can't find a quarterback like, you know, half the teams in the league. But, More than half, right? But I know one thing: the the immediate credibility that he would bring to the Falcons is, would would be off the charts. It would be off the charts. It would be like drafting, um, you know, Matt Ryan and having Kyle Shanahan there with Dan Quinn. That's when they were the Dirty Birds, you know, and they were really good and getting better and better and better. And then all of a sudden, Matt Ryan won an MVP, took them to a Super Bowl. They m- most likely should have won, but unfortunately for them. You know, the defense kinda imploded there at the end.
4: You know, the dirty birds were really unfortunately, as you said, those two words and my gut goes into knots. Yes, I the know. true dirty birds e. were the nineteen ninety-eight Atlanta Falcons under Dan Reeves and Jamal Anderson, Chris Chandler. And when Dan Reeves was doing the Dirty Bird, which yes. something like this, we were arm in and an out and an arm in and an out and a yeah. flap. Yeah. And he was doing that on the Metrodome turf part of me died
5: you know when i what i think about dan reeves being there makes me think about bill belichick going there Mm. because dan reeves was one of the most respected guys in the history of the nfl absolutely and i kind of think that that would be a kind of a parallel situation And i think
4: after that like because arthur blank came in was it was he owning the team then i'd have to go back and look but after Dan Reeves, all the coaches they had hired, I think, were first-time head coaches. Yeah, and they never worked. Well, Except it, for Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn got into a Super Bowl, but then he has the biggest blown lead in the history of the world on his resume. Hi, Boomer and Gio coming to you live from the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We open up the show talking about the Knicks and how happy we were to see them come back in the fourth quarter against the Nets and just taking over that building and even though the nets are irrelevant at this point they are losing their team that's not going to make the playoffs they are in tatters it still feels good to rub the mud in their face when you have an opportunity to because of all these nets fans that were just so proud of themselves when kevin durant chose brooklyn and kyrie irving chose brooklyn and how they were going to take over the town and that was the way to do it if you were going to build a fan base, it was to get some of the top superstars in the NBA to agree to come to your team and then win championships, preferably multiple championships, with also James Harden coming here. And it couldn't have gone any worse. It was one of the biggest failed experiments in sports history, uh, let alone New York sports history. And now they're in a situation where they're trying to rebuild and they just stink. Nobody's watching the games uh, their attendance seems to still be pretty good, but in a situation like this, the Knicks fans come in, and the Knicks are the far better team, the far superior team, and they're a team that's got designs on going to the Eastern Conference Final. so I, I love it. I know it's not the same type of rivalry as you have with Mets-Yankees or even Knicks-Heat or Knicks-Celtics, but it changed with the cocky Nets fan when Kevin Durant chose the Nets over the Knicks. It was the greatest moment they ever had, which turned into the worst moment they ever had, so... I had a perma smile last night watching this, and anytime you can smack around little brother, it makes you happy.
5: Yeah, well, I would agree with everything you just said. And there's no, there's no, uh, I don't get joy at the, you know, at the expense of Jerry here. Yeah, no, you do. Know, I love Jerry. You know, I don't mind the Devils Rangers kind of thing because that is a real, like, rivalry. Like, yeah. I think the Nets and then to Nick's, this is always going to be a Nick town. Yeah. It's the one, I think it's, I feel like it's the one sports team where 90% of the basket, if not 95% of the basketball fans here are Knicks fans. Yeah, even I mean, when if you want to say terrible. If like, you want I mean, to say, you know, 70, 30 Yankees, Mets, or whatever year, 60, 40, uh, Jets, Giants, 60, 40, if you want to do it that way. I mean, the Nets aren't even relevant no. in the Knicks space. That's right. The Knicks are in the stratosphere because they're the Knicks yeah, I mean, think they about history.
4: Right, in recent history, too. You had the early 2000s, Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin and Richard Jefferson and those teams going to NBA Finals, and the Knicks were struggling. I remember the 2004 first round, the Knicks with uh, Tim Thomas and Keith Van Horn, some the miserable basketball team that they had with like Isaiah Thomas being the coach, got swept by the Nets. Uh, they were just—so the Nets, and then the Nets with Kevin Durant, and obviously— uh, Kyrie Irving and James Harden, they, they also came in and, and took a lot of headlines. So the point being that no matter what the Nets do, winning and they didn't you know, win a championship back then, but they went to NBA Finals, either winning or, or stealing the back page headlines are just it's never even when the Knicks stink, the fans hate the franchise. They got problem with Dolan. They got all sorts of nonsense and losing year after losing year, they're still going to be bigger and more important and more relevant than that franchise will ever be. And the Knicks, you can make an argument that the Knicks prior to this Leon Rose, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle movement, that they were one of the most pathetic franchises in sports today uh, in this country. There was I mean they were that they were that bad. It was that embarrassing. Uh, so that just shows you that the fan base is strong. Went through all of that and reaping the benefits now and I still believe they're one player away from being a team that could be favored to go to an NBA Finals. But right now, they're going to give everybody hell. You know they are. And even if they don't have a Joel Embiid or a or a Giannis or a Jimmy Butler, uh, they are deep. They are tough. They are seasoned now after going to the playoffs last year. I mean, the, the, you don't want to mess with them. You don't want to do, see them do in you the
5: playoffs. Think, uh, do you think somehow, someway, Kyle Lowry finds his way to the next potentially a buyout. uh, i mean by the hornets and you bring him in and he's a backup to jalen brunson and he's a veteran and he can you know you know i'm not talking about a guy that's going to come in and play 20 minutes no i'm talking about a guy that understands his role and wants to be a legitimate vet that plays defense can shoot threes but doesn't have to be the guy with the heavy load because that's jalen brunson's World, yeah, I, I wouldn't
4: have an issue with it. I mean, I think that when when some fans see Oh Kyle Lowry, like, oh, what a what a waste. He's over the hill. I mean, you you wouldn't be bringing him in to save the world. You'd be bringing him in to do exactly what you're talking about. He played with OG Ananobi when that team won a championship up in Toronto. He's a veteran. He understands what it is to win. Uh, it's, I I it's would kind not like
5: bringing Derrick Rose here.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so right, but and even more so because of the. You know the the experience in in a championship environment. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't have an issue with it at all. I'm not trading for him because I no. think the
5: Hornets going to have to
4: buy him out. I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. I mm. think so. Uh, but that that definitely I think would help the, the roster currently.
5: And I would think that if you were Kyle Lowry, you'd be thinking, okay, that would be like the perfect team for me to go to. I think you would think that. Again, he's 37. You know, he's used to being the man. I don't know whether or not you know they. You have to shelve your ego if you're coming to the Knicks. The one thing I will say, like I thought, Josh Hart. I think OG and Like I don't sense that they have these big egos. Like they want to be a part of a winning culture and a winning team, and they'll play defense and they'll do all the little things that Tom Thibodeau is talking about. And I was glad to see that Hart got the extension by the Knicks when when they finally were able to give him one because I felt like he when he got here last year he had a definite immediate impact, much like OG Ananobi has.
4: Yes, and those are two critical trades that Leon Rose has made, and he's found the right mix. And you got to give him credit for being patient, not making the stupid deal. A lot of people at first blush didn't like Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett being traded. I, I have the text messages to this day where I said I loved it the second that I heard it. I think people are just not familiar with with OG Ananobi and his his winning basketball play and how. I mean, you saw him last night with the steals and. And and how he contributes all sorts of ways and fills up the stat sheet. So all
5: I know is he goes a hundred miles an hour up and down the court. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's perfect. He's just yes. absolutely
4: perfect and uh, for this team and where they are right now. And
5: he's not going to be asked to score twenty points a game. Although he could do that if he wanted to. Um, you know, he doesn't need the ball in his hand. Remember that whole thing about how R.J. Barrett couldn't like really fit right with with Julius Randle. Yeah, because both need the ball. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's not who OG and an is. And I didn't understand that totally until now I see what it looks like.
4: Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, and, and some of those things, you know, are just you don't know how it's going to work until they're out there and they're playing. But that's what the GM and the coach have to figure out. They They have to watch these guys on film. And then say, this guy's skill set fits exactly to what we're trying to do. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And with this particular trade, it has worked perfectly.
5: Well, you know that, obviously, playing against the guy and you see how they impact your team negatively when you're playing against them. You're saying, that's the kind of guy that we need on our team. And I think that's what the Knicks did here.
4: Yeah, and there were so many wasted regular seasons over the last number of years So I was just so pissed off with the same guys coming back. We'd make the same comments and, could this guy take a next step? Could that guy take a next step? Maybe this, maybe that. And it just never worked out. And you'd be sitting here in late January with a dead team on your hands that you got no joy out of. And you got the exact opposite of that right now. And regular season basketball is is not exactly the most entertaining thing in the world, but the Knicks... Make it entertaining because they play hard, they play defense, and they're doing things that they haven't done in a very long time. And consistently. You know, they came back after last year and have gotten better. Uh, so it's it's great. You want to watch regular season basketball, and you want to see them because you know they're going to show up, they're going to play hard, they're going to try to win every single night. It's great. I mean, it's it's great for uh, the fan that's been dying for this. You don't know what I was
5: saying? How that team has been energized energized by the trade mm-hmm. and you could see like everybody's elevated and everybody now has a, a much better understanding of their role now meantime the other team that plays in that building the Rangers are going the other way Like they have become like they're caught in the malaise of the darkness of the season the middle of the season two more games they get a week off and then maybe they'll get Philipito back and he'll be ready to go and and all of a sudden maybe they'll get charged up by getting one of their better younger players back but it, it's a long, arduous season for these teams, both NBA and, NH, and NHL. And it's amazing that you think about the Islanders. <clears throat> this is a huge swing. This is a huge swing.
3: With Patrick Waz, yes, as coach.
5: Yes, by Lou Lamoureux. This is like, I'm going for the fences and I'm going right now. And I'm going to get a guy in here who's like the Sean Avery of goalies. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
5: And he's not, be, he's not going to be messing around. I haven't talked to my son-in-law about this yet. I'm going to wait. Really? <laughs> I'm going to wait, yes. Oh, I so. thought you'd text him right away and no, see what he was thinking. No. <clears throat> it's not my team. If Matt were playing for the Rangers and this happened, I'd be all over it. But since it's not my team, you know, i gotta, I got to tread lightly on this one. Yeah, but you check in on your son-in-law. And yeah, right, check hey, in man. make sure he's doing okay. I He's very happy and everything. But, you know, it's also my daughter. I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to make sure everything's She's a maniac you know,
4: too. So <laughs> everything's going well
5: over there. It's what yeah. you need. You know, so I, was, I was watching Steve Young do something. He was talking about his daughters playing flag football. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how the girls love watching football. But now that they're playing football and they're playing flag football, they love it even more because they love the game. And I'm like, that's what Sydney was doing back in seventh grade. She played flag football in seventh grade? I brought it to the school, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. And she was the quarterback. Yeah. She was an animal. Sabrina's really loving it. At
4: five years old, she's really loving watching football with me. She asks, you know, who's the blue team? Who's this team? Why are they doing that? She's into it. But she's like, I'm not. She goes, Daddy, I'm never playing football. They they hit each other too much. I'm like, yeah, I don't expect you to the play football. Flag football. football. I mean, maybe you can play some flag football. Yeah. yeah. She she seems to be seems to be into it, which is good. That's what you want. I mean, I when you have two daughters, you hope that one of them... Wants to sit there and watch sports with you. That's what you hope, you know. Just one, and if they don't, that's fine. Do yeah. What they want to do, I'm not going to force them. I'm not going to duck tape into tape them to the couch to watch Vikings Bears on a, you know, an October what you got afternoon. Do is to
5: take them to a game, and they got to, they got to experience the, uh, you know, what's what's the, what's the stadium out there called? What in Minneapolis? Yes. US Bank. Yeah, US Bank Stadium. Yeah. That's a beautiful stadium. You got to take them there. Yeah. They got to hear the Viking horn. They got to feel that.
4: Yeah, so I, when we had Sabrina, we had this uh, deal. I said, you can make her a Steelers fan, but she's got to be a Mets fan. And she doesn't want to be a Steelers fan. She wants to be a Vikings fan. So I said, okay, good. She likes the purple and yellow, which is the same as their school colors. So nice. she's in. But I mean, going to a football game, you know, tea, it's a TV sport, man. Yeah, no, no, no. they got to put you her you on gotta a gotta plane to go to you Minnesota. You got to take her, man. I'm not taking her to MetLife Stadium. There's no way in hell. I'm taking her there. No. I'd rather fly to Minnesota.
5: <laughs> I'd rather fly from <laughs> Tokyo back to
4: freaking Baltimore. Like Taylor Swift is our Vegas. I mean, go
5: with the Winters Brothers, man. Like early in the season. And Dude, maybe the Jets are playing the Vikings. One, I don't know. One they are years. playing
4: the Vikings, but I think I think it's out there. The Jets oh, are is? playing the Vikings this year, but I'm pretty sure it's out there.
5: I mean, that stadium is awesome. That is it is. Great no, it's, stadium. It's, it's, it's absolutely tremendous. I man. still think she's a little young yet, but... Yeah, she'll be... Maybe like seven or eight, you fly out there, just you and her, you have a nice weekend together.
4: (sighs) Yeah, she'll be six in February. So you go to
5: camp, just like you used to do?
4: Yeah, right. Training camp, take Sabrina to training camp. Maybe she gets into that. The draft. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was a sicko. I remember getting picked up. So back in the day when the draft was at Radio City every year, and it was... Well, first it was at the theater at Madison Square Garden, and then it was moved to Radio City. I had one year at the Javits Center, and I went like four or five years in a row. I remember sitting, I had a Vikings blow-up chair and my my parents lived on a cul-de-sac and I sat, I pulled the Vikings blow-up chair out into the road because I was getting picked up at 2 a.m. by my friend to go into the draft because at that point you showed up and they gave you a wristband and yeah, that's yeah, how You got in, online, you lined up early. So I was so locked in, I had my jersey yeah. on, my purple pants, my hat and I would sit in the middle of the road. In the Vikings blow-up chair, waiting for my friend to come down the road, and is his like 1994 Honda Accord would turn the corner, playing the NFL film, films music. <laughs> uh, that's how. So what time did we you were. get online? Uh, well, we got there. We were left at two, so you figured it was coming from Bellport, whatever that was, we'd fly in, parking garage. Um, so i have three something, you know, 315, 3.30. When did the doors open? Uh, well, it started at noon back then. I believe the doors opened around 11, from what I remember. Yeah.
5: You were sitting out there that long?
4: Well, yeah. You you get the wristband as soon as you get there. This right. is the way you, they used to do it years and years ago. So you got the wristband as soon as you got there, and then you could do whatever you wanted. And then you'd have to line back up later. Okay. So I remember it was really cold one time, and, and we just spent most of the time in, in Penn Station just hanging out downstairs it was I mean, when you're young you don't know what you are I mean doing. could
5: you imagine doing that now
4: no and i remember you know wearing purple pants inside a penn station when it's like three something in the morning going from like a friday night into a it saturday must have been ve- very popular oh my god like yeah i was people like what are you at this idiot look at this loser with your purple pants and i was <laughs> just like yeah i was like just uh, get, ha- just hammer me i don't even care at this point you know i was so locked in who are they gonna draft
5: but you know what you love football and I love you for loving football.
4: Yeah, and I, I, I told yeah, you this yeah. before, I don't know if you remember, but there was one year where I found out that if you stayed through every single pick of the second day, all the way, all seven rounds, they came around and gave you a voucher for the next year so you could skip the the line that, that stuff, yes. And I sat there that second day at Radio City for every single pick and then they came around right as Mr. Irrelevant was being named and they were handing out the vouchers for the next year.
5: Was it still uh, was it still 7 rounds or how long no, was it? No, it was 7 rounds.
4: It was. It was 7 rounds. Uh, yep. is and is that
5: I, when
12: you got on TV?
4: Uh it was one of those years, yeah. And we we got to remember I showed you that video with the I came back from ESPN, and I was. It was the year after they blew the pick, where the Vikings didn't get the card up in time. Yeah, and I'm pointing Tice, to my, yeah, yeah, I'm pointing to my uh, my watch. <laughs> I think we found it on. They can't use it. Yeah, they can't use it, but I think I think they they found it somewhere. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mankato, Minnesota. I mean, I was nuts. <laughs> I mean, Mankato, Minnesota, the Mankato Holiday Inn.
12: I oh. stayed in for five years. Befriended Denny Green.
4: Well. Yes. He didn't... I wrote that letter to get to the NFC Championship game, and he got me tickets, and I always wanted to thank him in person. And I never... I, every time I tried to get close to him after that, at training camp, I never could, like, get close to him to, th- to thank him in
5: person, but yeah. Yeah. Who was coaching the team when I took you to uh, the Monday night games? Uh, I want to say Brad Childress.
4: That's who I want to say. Mm. It's 2000. Yeah. I
12: think it was Brad Childress. Denny Green, RIP, man. That was my yeah. guy. Yeah. Al just asked me, maybe we can get him for the Super Bowl. I was like, Al. Al?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Oh. Okay.
9: All right. They Berugi. are who we thought they were. Yeah. Yep.
4: <laughs> Love you, Denny. Deuces up to Denny Green. I'm Boomer Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry is back with a,
7: another update and moment of the day. What has happened to Jerry? We are brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. One last time, thankfully. Uh, we run through the Knicks and the Nets.
3: Smith in transition around Hart. Floats it at the rim. Blocked away. Johnson rebound. That's rejected. Saved by Hart. Starts a break for the Knicks. Randall ahead to Brunson. Back to Randall in a two hand slam. A wild end-to-end sequence and the Knicks with a two-point lead with a minute
7: to the game. You know what I take from that? But Carino's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. made <laughs> I mean, a great play by the Knicks, of course, but he had that we perfectly on the fan. No, I know we know that. We always talk about him, but that was a pretty damn good call right there. You know, it and what the makes
5: Knicks, him even better? He's got to do it for a losing team.
7: Knicks beat them. Well, how about Ian? Same thing. Ian did it on TNT last night. You'd never know that he was the Nets' lead announcer on yes. As he did it, he's with a professional, Jerry. Stan Van Gundy. Yes, he's a yes, he is a pro. Irons all over the place. And and by the way, him. you
5: know, I was thinking about it. I know you got that Rutgers shirt on today. I do. That actually works out great for Reco Sports. That R. He uh, did, you I did let you borrow that
7: for Reco Sports. I don't. Uh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: think How this is trademarked right? and copyrighted. I know, but you should get that in your contract that you could use that. I you get my contract.
7: Yeah. Uh, well, personally, I would also go navy blue. I don't. I'm not a red person. I red, like blue. okay. But uh, I can talk to Pat Hobbs, see what he says. Yeah,
5: I like it. It's a, okay. it's a good R for Reco Sports.
7: Oh, yeah. Maybe you can I mean, use that R okay. and an S. I, wow, wow, that'd be amazing.
5: That yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> but it would cost I you suppose. twice as much because you got to use two letters.
7: I would have to use two letters, yes. Thank you. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Right now, it's Rutgers. Okay, I think reco when I see it. Thank you. Uh, Here's Julius Randall on the win, the five point win last night at Barclays. Well, this is actually more so on that play we just played.
0: I mean, that's our team, and you know, me and Jay, we get a lot of shine to score the points and stuff like that, but. Those are the players that won us games. And
7: they did score the points. They combined for 60. Each one had 30 points in the 108-103 win. Um, OG Ananobi, the Knicks are 10-2 since they got them. Tom Thibodeau knows huge.
0: Can't say enough about what OG brings to our team. Like from steals, blocks... Um, all that uh, those those plays were huge down the stretch for us,
7: no doubt about it. And here was Jalen Brunson, certainly enjoyed all the support. It felt like a home
6: game, That's very important. Um, I mean, Knicks fans are amazing um, the way they're always at every game, um, cheering as loud as anyone. And so, uh, I mean, it's always awesome to hear. Them. You know
7: who also hurt all the Knicks fans? Mikael Bridges. That thing goes so good for him. <laughs> I like any person in here is not fun you feel like you're at a weight game at home, so. Yeah, and he had 36 in that loss where they blew the nine-point lead to start the fourth quarter. So the Knicks are rolling. They won four, four straight, five of six. And they've moved 10 games over 500 now at 27 and 17. And the Nets are going in the opposite direction. Also of note last night, the Clippers did beat the Lakers by 11. No LeBron James in that game. And Nikola Jokic had a triple double. Nuggets beat the Pacers 114, 109. And of course, the uh, Bucks moving on from Adrian Griffin, despite the fact that they're 30 and 13 through 43 games. There's still nothing definitive on who their head coach will be, but uh, all indications and reports are suggesting that it will be Doc Rivers, in which case ESPN and ABC would have to fill that role, which they vacated in the offseason for him. So we shall see.
5: Well, they Uh, got a stable of guys and gals over there they could put in there.
7: True, but you blew out Mark Jackson and and Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of
5: that was also, you know, Disney overall trying to shed or have the perception that they're shedding money from their salaries and things of that nature. So it looks a little bit better to Wall Street and things of that kind of financial ilk. You know what I Falling mean? Fooling
7: around with the numbers.
5: Yes. Okay. Lots of tentacles. As yes. you like to say, yes,
7: lots of tentacles. Uh, St. John's takes on Villanova tonight. Seton Hall is home for Providence tonight. Some other stuff. Uh, the Bills. We talked about them. Keshawn McDermott met the media yesterday as they're kind of wrapping up the season. Just talking about where his franchise is.
11: I don't think you start by tearing. You know, you don't. It's, this is not a situation where you. You strip it down to the studs. You start all over. I mean, we've done a lot of good things, and and the players have done a lot of good things.
7: And now it's a matter of getting over the hump and trying to first beat the Chiefs and then get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Uh, The Chiefs are in Baltimore on Sunday to take on the Ravens' AFC Championship game. We'll have it here. Of course, it's on CBS as well. Niners, Lions, in the NFC Championship game. Adrian Beltrade, Joe Maurer, and Todd Hilton voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I told you earlier we had uh, a couple of clips from Aaron Boone. I know not... All that interesting of note, but I mentioned the fact of Anton trying to change body type, if you will, and you looked at me like I was nuts. Now, uh, here was the Boone clip talking about that. He was on with Evan and Tiki, and I guess this is about trying to keep him in the lineup on a day-to-day basis and, and, you know, fighting off these injuries.
11: Yeah, I think just body composition-wise, being an older player that's not older, you know, in his 30s now, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's had some of the lower body you know, soft tissue things that have come up. You know, I, I think understanding that you know playing at a at a lighter weight is something that's going to really serve him well.
7: Right, like playing as opposed to sitting and just DHing. Uh, and also, the other one that came of that was number <coughs> one, Brian Cashman, all yeah. the f bombs. Yes. So here was uh, Aaron Boone on that.
11: You know, there are times that you want to defend yourself as well. So I think it was a little bit of that. Well, but I, I, I enjoyed the rant.
7: I think we all did.
5: Actually, yeah, I like, think we all want to defend ourselves too. I mean, that's exactly what Brian
4: said. I, I loved it. I hated his ner and ner and ner and ner-, ner-, ner press conferences. I didn't agree with everything that he said, yeah. but it was it was great that he came out firing. But now he's back to
7: ner and ner, ner-, ner-, ner- and <laughs> <laughs> ner. Perhaps it's like a one time thing. That was it. Although they're not done yet, I still think they probably have moves to make like I think the Mets have moves to make, and then one other one from this to not bore you, but uh, interesting because a lot's been made of Aaron them going to Aaron Judge to see what he thinks about moves. Uh, here was Boone talking about that. He
11: certainly earned a level of respect, obviously, across the game, but certainly within our organization. So um, I think once he signed long-term and became the captain, I think along with that, you know, becomes, you know, allowed for even more of a, you know, we we do value what he thinks and what he says. So there you well, go. They,
5: like, didn't they go to Jeets uh, when they acquired A-Rod? Well, they yeah, had but they, to because, yeah.
4: you know, that whole shortstop thing and how much of they had it at a rivalry. It's sort of like when they come to you about when they're going to hire the new program director and see if you're okay with it. It's sort <laughs> right. like that. Exactly.
5: You know, have you, you know? conferred with them yet? You got to earn the respect. Yeah. I've had some conversations.
4: Yeah. So got it. It's just, it's the same exact thing. Okay. You're the Aaron judge of this place. <laughs> they're going to run it by you and see what's going on. Or the then... Aaron
12: Rogers. Yeah. Uh, so everything's
4: got to be run by you. Yeah. Okay. So you get some slap yeah. back there. Now you're not going to have it,
5: right? You guys
7: keep living in your fantasy land. I mean, you know, not that it wasn't this way anyway, but what a cool feeling. About what? To be you around here. What do you mean to
5: be me around mm-hmm. here? I like showing up. I like who I work with. And I get, no, I get here and then, then the I The station
7: leave. starts and stops with you right no, now. No, it doesn't. No, it does. It starts with you and out. It starts
5: with you and out.
7: No, 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 no. I said the station. I didn't say the day. It starts and stops with you. That's hey. that's
2: kind of cool. I'm the man you, right now. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like this new man, guy's, guys coming in. A
5: fantasy land. What's
2: boom, that? I said when the new guy comes in? If Boomer don't want to pay attention to him, no problem. No one. Right, yeah. and
12: then no one will. If By you the respect one. them, then it trickles. That's very true. Oh, okay. If it, if you like, just like you said, the m- most important guy, the best player on your team. If right. he's the hardest worker, you yes. say that all the time.
4: Yeah, you got to, as they say in the wrestling world, you got to put him over. Is what they say. Okay. So when you're, if you, you can, you can put him over by showing respect to say, I like this guy. That's true. But you could also <laughs> ruin his, like it was a little dicey with Spike in the beginning because he shortened your sports minutes and you yes. hated that. And
5: there was a <laughs> probationary I time. didn't know that. Yeah. Where he was well, like. Well, I mean, you know, it, it is a sports minute, but then they cut it to 30 seconds. Ah. And and finally we found a rhythm to get within thirty seconds. I know many people around here don't care about them because they they
7: openly talk about that. Only Joe B, which is fine. Brandon,
5: no, no Brandon, is guys don't like it either. But they you know they don't get paid for it. So what the hell?
7: And just just to clear one thing up, when you say we live in a fantasy land, yes, there's you and there's us. Boomer decides not working tomorrow. You go down to the office. Not coming in tomorrow. Okay, we yeah, walked down there and I say very, not working tomorrow. Then the hell you aren't. I very <laughs> yeah. rarely ever do that. I didn't say you. I've do never, it all the I've time, never, I've never. You sure could. Yeah, yeah. you could. Oh, yeah, but I example. don't. But I don't. Again, right? Everything trickles down from the thing top.
5: When you when you sit in a chair like this and you uh, you kind of leverage it and you throw it in people's faces. And there's another thing when you actually sit in a said like you actually like
7: people and respect them. I never once said you were a bad leader or a bad guy. I just said it's got to be cool to walk around being you. I, I don't. think You are it, the man right now. It. That's
5: how you think about it. That's not that's how, I look how at
7: everybody it. thinks about and it. And I'm the, the man right people, now <laughs> you know, in this industry. It's not an independent to get thought in front by of this Jerry. No. And
5: start screaming about how great they are. That, you know, <laughs> I mean, to I'm man. not trying. I'm the
7: to man, man right now. Okay,
5: thank you. I appreciate it. That's very nice. It's a Boomer fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know why? Why originally? You know, Spike was not the guy that was cutting it. It was sales who was cutting it. The sportsman, but Spike had to be the messenger.
4: Yep, that's true. And then also there was, there was another, like, joke he made early on that didn't sit well with you that he had to, like, he was like, oh, I really screwed up. And I said this, but we didn't like it. Now he <laughs> thinks I'm this. I'll, I'll save that one for another time. All but right. there was a couple of, bottom line is what I'm trying to say, is there was a couple of dicey moments there where you guys were doing the the dance. You know, you guys were doing the fandango back and forth, <laughs> and finally you came together and started close dancing. You know, I, I
5: swear to God, I don't remember any of that. Well, I don't. Because you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I can't win. I, I cannot can so win. It is so true. You guys are we're not, not saying anything bad. Thing. It's cool. It's not saying anything bad. No, we're, we're complimenting. Yes. We're, yeah, well,
5: it's uh, very weird how you're doing it.
4: Uh, okay. Spike would come to me and like, did I screw up? Like, should I see him? What should I do? You know, he's asking me.
5: And you probably told him, "Don't worry about it." you already forgot about it.
4: Essentially, yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Essentially, yes, I would say it's like you. I was like, you're overthinking this too much. You, you, re, you really are. Which like me telling someone they're overthinking something is is crazy. It's like it's like Barash calling McMonagle fat. You know what I'm saying?
7: <laughs> it generally is not my strong suit, but he was overthinking. It. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. uh, one thing you would like to forget would be the way the Rangers finished last night. Chad yes. yeah. got
3: picked off. There's a couple of picks.
7: And three two was the final. Sam Rose. I know you find that funny. Thomas Schmirtl. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Rose. MSG was Tomas Hurdle that had oh. the game winner after the Rangers had led two nothing. San Jose scored twice in the third, and they get the uh, the win. Peter Laviolette is not good enough. And we're in a position to win the game tonight and pull out of the road trip at two and two and. Left the road trip with two wins, and so you know it's it's frustrating not to get the win tonight. Understandably so, and the same for the Islanders who wound up losing last night. Barbashev
3: hit a trailer. Marshall shots a rebound, they score. It's Nicholas Waugh off the turnover, and Vegas is up by two.
7: Nicholas Waugh's second period goal. That would be the difference as they would win the game 3-2. Brock Nelson did score in the loss. Brendan Burke on msg and just one other thing from the nhl which i did not realize until uh, a little earlier the oilers won last night they have won 14 straight games wow That's pretty damn Do you impressive you know who their
5: coaches no you have no idea schmurd and murder <laughs>
7: no. no
5: peter DeBoer, i don't know chris nablock chuck's nephew <laughs> no he came from uh, the rangers affiliate up in hartford and they hired him, like, you know, know about that. five weeks ago. <laughs> all right. Before we I don't
2: to- care. <laughs>
4: Before we get to the moment of the day, I want to hear from uh, Ronnie in Brooklyn. What's going on, Ronnie?
9: Hello? Hello, Ronnie. Hey, what's happening, brother? Good morning.
4: Good morning to you. What's on your
9: mind? Hey, listen. So I watch, uh, your, I watch the Boomer and Geo show all the time, every day. I put it on when I go to the dentist's office. When I go anywhere, I put it on. I also watch the Tiki show. I mean, sorry. <laughs> right? Yes. And so, and then they, they have a, a thing on Thursdays with Bad Tiki. Mm-hmm. Bad Tiki says that Boomer should be doing the overnight, and he should be doing it with with uh with Jerry in the morning.
5: Wow. Now, I was
9: wondering, why, why would, uh, you know... You that's take disrespect a shot
5: to both of us Bo- there.
9: Boomer's the man, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, well, well yes. so,
5: Roddy, that, that's not really Tiki. That's Izzo putting minute, that stuff is in Tiki's this, mouth. So.
9: Is this Boomer's? Yes. Oh my God! Hey, what's going on, guys?
5: <laughs> what's <laughs> happening, Ronnie? How you, <laughs> you doing? Hey,
9: man, this is the first time I called. <laughs> yes. And then the first time you guys, did, oh, this is great, man! You guys made my day. <laughs> well,
5: thank you, Ronnie. That's I appreciate awesome, you made our day too. But that's bad, Tiki. That's a fake. That's a fake AI thing that they do in yeah, the I know, afternoon. I know it's okay.
9: Fake, I know it's fake AI, yeah. but somebody.
5: Yeah, it's Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo's, so you know, taking here. a shot at us, and you know, he thinks he's the big man that walks around here now. And Spike, by the way that's that's Izzo and spike doing that
4: right so uh just so you know ronnie and I- i'm glad that you got a kick out of being on the air but just so you know like in in Izzo's fake ai bad tiki world he's taking shots at boomer in real life he's getting boomer's oatmeal <laughs> all right so true <laughs> those are the facts yes. So don't worry about what bad tiki's saying <laughs> he's gonna walk down to the deli with his tail between his legs and say did he say banana and cinnamon today or just banana right. i forget <laughs> well, he gets free breakfast out of it. Yes, which is almost oh. also an insult,
7: <laughs> which is great. That was funny. All right, um, moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who do ah! uh, We actually got a little political this morning.
4: Well, not really, just sort of. On the night of the New Hampshire primary, CNN Sports comes in with the Doc Rivers news. <laughs> <series. laughs>
11: <laughs> over <Okay>. here. <laughs> <laughs> Look over <Okay>. here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
7: Uh,
2: that's fake know. news sad
7: <laughs> you know it's funny since you bring this up um it's talking about you know new hampshire and everything so at sirius xm yesterday Stephen a was with howard stern and he made it very clear there's one thing he would like to do in terms of donald trump
9: obviously i have my show first take on espn every weekday morning right yeah it's a debate show Even though that- i would love to be in a presidential debate, I nothing. I think you do great. Oh my! No, no. I'd eat him alive. I'd debate Trump any day of the week, any day of the week. Name the time and place,
7: and I'd show up. Now, this is clearly not from yesterday, but could you imagine what Trump would actually think?
11: We have people that are stupid.
7: <laughs> <laughs> he would probably resort to name calling. We have losers. We have losers. <laughs> Now that's from a long time ago I had nothing to do with Stephen A. Just... bitch <laughs> There you go moment of the day.
4: Oh so good. Thanks Jerry it's vagina.
11: Of...
9: China. Breast. Vagina. Breast. Oh my god. <laughs> <Fat>. Vagina. Breast.
12: <laughs> just a sample. <laughs>
9: Uh, That'd be some debate. (laughs) Vagina. Breast.
4: (laughs) All right, guys, we need to move on to the next topic, the border. Who's the ass man? (laughs) (laughs) Got to get a vagina and breast. Let's talk about foreign policy, please. Oh, my God. Get back on track here with this debate. Hmm. Uh, It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough (laughs) Studio. All right, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So there's this crazy story out of Kansas City that we had talked about a little bit earlier. So there were a few friends, uh, four (laughs) friends. Actually, a fifth friend has now come forward that was at this Kansas City Chiefs watch party uh, over the weekend. And three of the guys at this party were found dead in the host's backyard having frozen to death. Now, that's the initial, the toxicology reports and stuff have not come out yet, but it got very, very cold, and their bodies were there outside in this guy's backyard. Now, you're thinking, okay, well, who is the who owns this house? Well, the guy who owned the house had no idea that his friends had gone outside and died for two days. And apparently, he was sleeping on his couch for most of days. Two days straight while his friends were in the backyard dead it's a bizarre story a fifth friend has come forward claiming he was present at the watch party uh, but he had left and he was the first one that had gone and and he had seen those guys and hung out but he had left so this it's it seems like a mystery but i would not be surprised with all the horrible news that we see out there with these drug overdoses that have to do with fentanyl, Mm. that these three guys went outside to do some coke that was fentanyl-laced. They didn't know about it. They died instantly. The other friend might have partook in this at some point as well, did not have the same deadly effects, felt like he was passed out, was sick, but didn't die on his couch for two days. And then when he comes out of his drunken... High drug induced stupor. He's like, "What the hell's going on?" And he's got three friends that are dead in the backyard. I would not be surprised if that were the case because I don't because we see this so much and it's it's a it's a it's an epidemic in this country now and it's it's just absolutely horrible. The stories that we hear about this that to me would be the thing that makes sense. Unfortunately, um, but otherwise, this is a totally crazy mystery.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean. This is not a murder situation, doesn't seem like. No. And it seems like this guy that owns the house was completely out of it for two days, mm-hmm. which would explain what you're talking about, and which would also explain how those three guys could be all out there without even realizing what they just did to themselves. Yeah, absolutely.
4: You know, and it could have been a situation too where maybe they're inside and. They do the drugs, and then three of them are not feeling well. I'm going to go outside, get some air, and then, like, soon after that, they OD. I don't know. And the one guy stayed in the cou- on the couch, maybe passed out.
5: But, I think we just got to wait for the toxicology report to come back. That will tell us all we need to know, and, and hopefully those families will, will get uh, answers because I'm sure that those three guys' families want to know exactly what happened and why it happened.
4: Yeah. Yep. So, uh, just, I mean, a pure that is tragedy. Unbelievable. Pure tragedy. I mean, I, I mean... I can't see any other explanation, but I'm not a police officer. and I don't have anything in front of me. And they're saying that it's absolutely not being investigated as a homicide.
5: Right. I mean, so three guys dead in your backyard. Three guys. Mm -hmm. And no signs of any sort of foul play, foul play, no, no bullet wounds, no stabbing wounds. No. So it has to be exactly what you said, unless they were sitting out there and all of a sudden they froze. It couldn't have been that cold.
4: No. No, no, no. I mean, it's, and it has, it's just a group of guys having a party, hanging out, watching a football game, take it to the next level, and the next thing you know, you're dead. I mean, it's just...
5: Now, if you told me that the guy who owned the house was the one who was furnishing the drugs, then, then now, all of a sudden, we got a, a whole other set Yeah, that, well, that would be...
4: Then you, then you have cause for homicide, for sure.
5: Right. Where, where did it all come from? And that's, I'm sure that's what the families will want to know.
4: <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's just too much of this. There's absolutely too much of this going on and it there seems to be no end in sight now I know that they you know they've come up with things like fentanyl testers for people who still want to go ahead and do these drugs and trying to make sure that they don't die but I mean I, I can't imagine the family members who were like and they were calling and texting this guy at the house and He's not answering, Yo, wasn't where there wealth, are they? Wasn't
5: there a welfare check in here somewhere? Yeah. Where somebody called the cops and said, you got to go check on this guy. He's not checking back in with us. We right. don't know where he is, that kind of thing.
4: Yeah. And just just like that. And yeah. We're talking young guys, too. right? Like in their 30s. Yeah. Wow. we are all 30, 37, 38, 36. Hmm. Ugh, it's just horrible. All right. Chris in Michigan wants to talk some Knicks and some Jalen Brunson. Sorry Dang. to drop that on you there, uh, Chris. But what do you want to say about the Knicks?
9: Yeah, uh, can you guys hear me? I'm at work.
4: Yeah, we got you, man. Go for it.
9: All right, so I got two things. The first thing is, I do not understand. Me being in Michigan, I watch all the nicknames games that I can. Uh, Jalen Brunson gets zero love. He won two national championships in college, national player of the year, dominated that one year in the playoffs mm-hmm. for a while there with the Mavericks. Comes to New York, the hardest market to play basketball in. He's a dog. He's a pit bull. He leads the league in taking charges. He's a defensive menace. His numbers get better every week, not just every year. Every week they're getting better this year. He is not even in the top five for the guards for the All Star game. And I know the All Star game is a bit of a joke, but when is the respect you're going to be there for? him? he's better than Halliburton right now because Halliburton's had some injuries. I know he went on a tear. He's much better than Trey Young. I don't understand that. And the second thing I wanted to say was this team, no trade necessary right now after the OG one, which I loved RJ Barrett, but OG Pistons team a lot better. This team reminds me of the old four Pistons uh, right here in Michigan. The hard-nosed defense. Mitchell Robinson plays like Ben Wallace. He ain't going to get you a lot of points, but he's going to bust his ass on the court defensively. I love Tom Thibodeau. He may not be Larry Brown when it comes to Hall of Fame style, but I love him. I love this team. I love your guys' show. I watch it every day when I'm here at work. I work for GM on the assembly line. Nice. So you guys keep up You guys keep up the good work. I love everything you guys do. Huge New York sports fan. I got the Mets tattooed on me. <laughs> you guys keep it up. I love
5: <laughs> it. Lots uh, of thanks, love, Chris. Chris. We appreciate yeah, that, man. Love right back And by the you. way, if you live here, Jalen Brunson gets a lot of respect. The Nick fan absolutely, like Chris, out in Michigan, absolutely loves Jalen Brunson. And we're two of those guys who are right there at the front of that line because we finally feel like we got a real point guard. Absolutely. But to his point, usually when
4: someone has the success that Jalen Brunson does has in New York, nationally that person gets overrated more than underrated. And I do think that Jalen Brunson nationally is underrated. I agree with Chris. I don't think that he gets the respect that he deserves nationally when people are talking about the nba now okay, well, do we are- care about that no but it is a point that he made that i agree with and all of us here don't disrespect him we love him we know how important he is and 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 cherish every moment that he's been here <laughs> and he's on a for the way he plays he's on a ridiculously team friendly contract too so we love him, but it is it is interesting that that dynamic that he because usually when you do it in New York like Jeter, people will say that Jeter was overrated, like when he compared to some of his peers and his Not talent. In big Moments
5: he wasn't right, but in big moments,
4: obviously winning championships <laughs> and
5: all of that. But like, but he was put on a pedestal. He was a Yankee. You know what like, Jeter was? Jeter was clutch, and Jeter was a professional.
0: He's a and leader. He never too.
5: crossed the line. He always was respectful and. Incredibly, you know, wore those pinstripes the way that you would want every one of your captains, like Aaron Judge, to wear those pinstripes. The one thing I will say about Chris, Chris said, you know, I know the All Star Game's a joke. I know the, the 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 Pro Bowl skills is a joke, and all that other stuff. It may come across as a joke, and it may be a joke of a game. But let me tell you something from the player's perspective: you want to be known as an All Star, so don't think for a moment that Jalen Brunson and his teammates aren't sitting there going. This is BS. I'm I'm one of the best point guards in the Eastern Conference. I'm leading my team and every one of his players and the coach would tell you that he should be the point guard on the All Star team on the Eastern Conference or however they're doing it. I don't even know. But he wants that recognition. He wants that on his resume. Oh,
4: absolutely. I mean sometimes there's bonuses tied to those things too, and I'm sure he would love to have that. But I think, you know, amongst his peers he's respected. The Nick fan absolutely loves him. So and that um, th- that stuff matters but it but it is I mean maybe cuz he's not I mean, he's just he's a point guard and he he plays basketball like a throwback I mean maybe that's why he doesn't get as much attention but the other thing too is he's not in your face with his personality and, and flamboyance and some of these other guys that they are no knock on them but you know they build their brands a different way Jalen Brunson's just like straight up I'm playing basketball I'm winning and everybody
5: can just get out of my way you know yeah, there's a there's a I guess a sense of humbleness, but I also believe that um, you know he's he just wasn't a first overall draft pick. You know whatever you know whatever comes with that kind of you know that reputation out of the draft and out of I don't know like that last caller couldn't have said it any better. Yep, especially with what he accomplished in college and now
1: what he's doing with the Knicks. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.